0: to episode 72 of the RF Generation Collector cast. Good to be back, guys. How you doing? Happy to have all three of us again.
1: Yeah. yeah, glad that you're back in with us and doing a little bit better.
0: It makes yes. me feel good. De- yeah, definitely better. Um, so uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to where I was in a moment. Uh, we'll start off uh, with our uh, uh, thanks for our newest Patreon, uh, Engineer Mike, uh, who's yeah. been a uh, friend of ours for a long time. Um, and now he's a, a, a friend of uh, of the show and the Patreon. Uh, he brings a much needed kick to the Bat Chat channel, uh, where Kelsey and I have just been back and forth exchanging favorite uh, exactly the Bat Two C, just back and forth uh, uh, exchanging. You know, here's our favorite panels, or here's like a cool little you know thing we noticed. Uh, so have an engineer. Sexy Gordon. Exactly, yeah. So he's he's the first one in the group uh that what, what, is a Barbara a, a or physical... commissioner? <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> James Sr. <laughs> There there are no non sexy Gordons.
2: <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. So so but he's the first one in the group that I know of that I I can think of that is a like individual comic book issue collector. Because uh, the others in the group I think are mostly trade paperback guys. So it's really cool to see him come in and kind of like be able to pull out individual issues or kind of know oh like this DC one's good, this Batman one is good. Um, so awesome he, having. And he's him in never
2: there. read Nightfall, which kind of blew my mind because I it's such a staple. I just assumed he'd read it at some point because he's like. Like I've I've been in his house. He's got a comic collection. Like it's (laughs) impressive.
0: Yeah. So and and it's funny you say that because it's uh you know I uh, I've told the story before. I kind of got into reading Batman after playing uh, Arkham Asylum, and uh, then Arkham City with all like the lore you know Batman lore bits that are just within the game. It it made me really want to you know like get into especially some of the um I don't want to call them C list or D list but some of like the Okay, <laughs> some of the C and D lister uh, villain, the Rogues Gallery villains. There, it really made me like kind of like see how deep it went and like all these like little like weird uh, little sub stories. So that's kind of when I got into it. So I've got a pretty decent little stack of trade paperbacks. So a little while ago, I took a picture of them, put it on Twitter, and I was like, "All right, what should be my next Batman book?" And like the top response was like, "Whoa, you don't have Nightfall." So it's like one of those staples that people are like, "Oh, like you got to read it." So um, but at the same time. I run into people who are Batman fans and I'm like, Oh, like I'm reading Nightfall now. What do you think of it? And they're like, yeah, like, yeah I actually yeah. haven't read it yet. <laughs> So I know what happens, so I don't have to read it. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, so we're about a little over halfway through. Um, I really am enjoying uh, the the latest issue, so I gotta throw some some more comments in there and get uh, Kelsey and Mike and some of the other guys' thoughts on it. And Kelsey's already started uh, asking, okay, like when are we gonna talk about what are we gonna read next? So if you feel like getting in on some Batman and maybe we'll uh, throw like a little Superman crossover in there, get Chris in the uh, in the chat. Mike's There's...
2: Mike's turn out maybe something with Rachel Gould.
0: Ooh, yeah. that's, uh, that's some, uh, one of the characters I was talking about. Uh, yes. <laughs> because, uh, we, we always talk about, you know, like, oh, you wanna, you wanna know about Joker? Like, there's like a ton of great Joker stories. Or yeah. like, oh, you wanna know about Scarecrow? Oh, here's some really good ones. Here's some sideways off the wall ones. But the Ghul is one of the ones where it's, it's tough to point to. Like you know, like some some big story arcs that are really good that have uh, that have race in them. So uh, besides, there, there's like a, the the uh, ones story. that I
2: know of too. They're they're really important issues, but they're they're really small stories. They're not like Nightfall, where you have like a big like like a trade paperback to dig into. You've got like one or two issues of a really cool race story, and that's like that's it. It ends right. there. So I'm kind of curious if we can find
0: something meatier. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so uh, uh, that's. Uh, A pretty good uh, little chunk of Batman talk uh, to get us started. And, again, thanks, Engineer Mike, for uh, joining the Patreon. Um, And uh, uh, if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just to jump in the chat with us or be able to ask us questions on the show, Um, so it's Patreon uh, slash uh, CollectorCast. So, would love to uh, get a buck and then make the show sound better once we start spending some money. Uh, And possibly look better. We'll see. (laughs) Um, So, uh, uh, real quick, why I was missing... Unfortunately, I did have the Rona. <laughs> and I feel like, honestly, like I feel like a little bit scarlet lettery. Like it's like, it's like a little bit, it's like a weird thing to kind of put out there. And then people look at you like, oh, you had it. So, um, but what made me feel better about it is once I got back to work after like, you know, my, uh, you know, quarantine isolation period and everything, a lot of people stopped by, you know, Ten feet away, and everything like in the threshold of my door. And we're like, "Hey, like, how you feeling?" Hopefully, it was mild. Blah blah blah. And then I, they, they were like, "How was it?" And I told them, oh, "I was very, mild. you know, it was relatively mild. It was like a fever for like a day. Fever was gone, and then it was just body aches and chills for like a day. Then they were gone, and then it was just the most fatigue I've ever felt in my life, like uncomparable fatigue. And then, you know, like two days of that, and then like I felt." fine enough to walk around for days but i just couldn't go back to work because the isolation period and i would tell people that and almost all of them were like yeah that's how it was when i had it like oh like i don't feel so bad you know but i do feel you know i got so far right towards the end and and then i got it so uh bad news was i got it my wife got it The amazing news is our three kids, including our 17 month old who live in the house with us, (laughs) did not.
3: That's unreal. That's so crazy. Yeah.
0: Cause the ripple effect. Good job. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, So, and, and we were wearing masks inside and like, you know, you can distance a little bit from the bigger kids. It's hard to distance from a 17 month old. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah. So somehow we got through. So, um, uh, yeah. So good to be back. Uh, glad you guys were able to, uh, uh, you know, take the reins without uh, some of my tangents so we'll see if we can bring some of those back so in, we still uh, manage
2: like too. a three plus hour episode
1: <laughs> so i have to ask have you been like the whole time sit home like okay let me see are you like a detective trying to trace it back and figure out who gave it to you do you have like the cork so, board and
0: the stream yeah so <laughs> some people uh you know not a lot some people ask oh like any idea where you got it and obviously the doctor and the talent was oh any idea where you got it so my parents had their first uh vaccination shot weeks ago and so obviously you can't have your second one for like a little bit of time so my my dad had his shot and uh it was probably like three or four days after his shot and he was kind of like um you know like had like just like like little body aches like no fever Mm. type deal and talked to the doctor and the doctor was like super common there's like minor you know like side effects when you get the vaccine like hits everyone differently you'd be fine in a few days so and so, like two days after that, like he felt like completely fine, so like okay like every everyone should be good. We saw my parents for my dad's birthday the weekend of the twelfth, and same thing, like even though we like we like went to their house, you know. They're in the house, like we enter the house we're you know like across a table like we're we're kind of fanatical like that, as hard as it is you know to not like you know be near them and have the kids like hugging and everything and my sister and her husband and uh, their daughter was there too we were kind of like spread out across a few rooms kind of yelling at each other and uh uh so anyway, that was Saturday Monday I went to work Tuesday woke up with the fever, so I mean it, it's hard for me to think that it wasn't from that get-together and possibly my dad because he had been, like, showing symptoms because my sister got it, too. Oh. So it's, it just makes sense. It makes sense that since we were together. but the other And then, like, so I said that to the doctor. I was like, yeah, like, we probably got it from my dad. Like, he was had symptoms, but, you know, we thought it was just, like, side effects from the shot. And But then she was like, like, you know, have you seen anyone else? And I'm like, oh, no, not at all. And she was like, do you go, like, into the office for work? I was like, oh, well, yeah, I do. And she's like, well, then there's no way to know. Because if you were at work, you know, like Thursday, Friday, Monday, like, you know. Yeah, could happen. And work being the way they are with privacy, like, they're... They have like a like a live bulletin board that's like number of current active cases, people in isolation, you know, like total days of you know work lost to it, stuff like that. So we have kind of like some numbers, but not people to so sure, be course, able to look yeah. at it and be like, oh, I was next to Brian that day. You know, right. That yeah. Case. I mean, privacy, yeah. medical privacy. And exactly. Yeah. 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 So at the end of the day, um, that's where I think it came from. Um, but yeah, there's no way to know. It. But uh, uh, my parents, my house, uh, my sister's house are all negative and, uh, kind of through our isolation periods. But honestly, like if, if that's what it was, like the ripple effect was like unreal. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's crazy to see how, how fast, uh, how fast it goes. So, uh, the downside is now i got to wait a little bit for those antibodies to, to wear off before I can get that vaccine. But, uh, uh, once it does, uh, that chip is going to be great once I get it in my body.
1: <laughs> Bill will know where you are, Bill, all <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> you be Gates and McGee, best of friends. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, But, yeah, good, good to be back. And uh, so uh, jumping right in. We're going to start with uh, uh, Chris's updates. Um, so, Chris, I know you got uh, uh, some stuff you're playing. Uh, why don't you tell me about it?
1: Sure. Well, I'm just real quick to piggyback, it's funny because you're talking about it. We had my daughter's uh, birthday was in uh, March. And so, like, last year, that's when all the coronavirus stuff hit. So we had to, like, cancel everything. So this year we want to do something, right? So we had an outdoor birthday party last weekend. And so that way, you know, everybody. So everybody had to mask up everybody was outside, you know, but it was funny, like, cause it's been like beautiful here. That was the one day, like it sucked really bad, (laughs) but it's okay. I mean, we still, we were outside, you know, people were nice enough to hang out. Um, the kids, of course, were running around outside, so they were okay. But like us adults are <laughs> are kind of like huddled up, looking like, okay, when can we say okay, it's time to go? But anyway, that was fun. But it turned out real well. Um, I'm glad because you know you don't want to tell a kid like, especially like she's seven this year. You don't tell a kid two years in a row at that age like, nope, no birthday party.
0: Right. And 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 I know you remember well uh, the first time uh, we met uh, at too many games uh, just over uh, seven years ago. <laughs> it's been a while seven and a half seven and a half years ago yeah because um we uh uh you know shortly after like you know we got back uh, uh from uh too many games um we both had like within like the same like week it was like oh hey like uh uh, we, uh my, my wife's pregnant oh my wife's pregnant too <laughs> and like, Oh imagine that <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of
1: miss people, but uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so with, with, your,
0: uh, with your daughter turning seven, uh, my oldest uh, is seven um, just a few days ago, uh, three days ago, actually. Uh, so same thing. So last year, all the stuff was hitting and it's like, ugh. And was, this was kind of like before people had figured out like the drive-by birthday. Yeah, yeah. Like,
3: that wasn't it's, even it's
0: become like a thing that just people know about. And, uh, back when the, it was kind of first happening, it was like, what do we do? And Sarah was like, Oh, um, why don't we like leave like a bucket of chalk at the end of the driveway? And we'll just like, we can have people like come and like, you know, like draw something for them. So just throughout the day, people came and just like, you know, drew a picture like happy birthday or like, you know, he likes Pokemon. So they would just draw like a Pokemon or something. We had a school teacher come in. So, uh, it was cool. Um, but, and then like, you know, you never know how long it's going to last. So last year, you're thinking like, okay, like, like next year, like (laughs) we'll do something. So here we are. We're like, all right, it's going to be a drive-by birthday. At least we know the the routine now. And then once we had the positive within the house, it's like, all right, well, we're postponing that. So it actually hasn't happened yet. We're doing it next uh, Saturday. So that'll be his uh, drive-by birthday. So hopefully that'll, that'll be nice. And the, the, the local fire department, um, for like a small donation, they'll like drive the truck by and, you know, like blow the big horn and everything. So, uh, yeah. So we, we might do that. Um, uh, we'll see. Cause, uh, it's weird. He's, uh, he's, you know how like all you want in, in the world for like a kid's birthday, especially like your kids, you just want them to like be super happy or excited about something, whether it's a present friends coming over, Oh, there's grandpa, whatever it is. And both the, my two older kids are kind of in this phase where like, they love presents and they love like ripping something open, but they'll look at it and they're like, Oh, cool. And then like, they'll just like go on with their day. And like, you know, I can tell like my sister is like, where's the reaction? Like, why aren't they losing their minds? You know? And then like, you'll ask him like, are, are you happy? Like, do you like that? And they're like, oh yeah, best day of my life. I love that. Great. <laughs> but like, you know, very, very dry. So I told Callie on the side, I'm like, listen, like grandma, like it would make her really happy if you like, really like, you know, <laughs> play it out. just lose it. So I said, what I want you to do when you open a present from grandma from now on is open the present and then say, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's uh, it hasn't happened yet, but we're seeing them for Easter. So uh, uh, I think that she has like a couple small Lego sets for them. So hopefully she gives him like a five dollar like throwaway Lego set, and he like loses his mind over it. it would be great
1: to show him the N N64 Kid video. Be like, this is you, okay? I know, yeah.
0: Just I'm I'll, you know what? I'll just deep fake it and then send the video to my mom. Do, and then she'll be like, "I've never seen those pajamas before. <laughs> Why do you have a Christmas tree up?" <laughs> he really likes a Nintendo
1: sixty four. Is that new? Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the classic. It's uh, it's not out yet.
1: Uh, so yeah. Well, uh, besides that, uh, you know, just minor stuff. It was a beautiful day today. We took the kids out for. Our, I took the kids out. Give my wife a break for a long drive. We. Uh, We drove down, drove down to Cincinnati. Uh, We really can't go in anywhere, so you know it was just a chance to get him in the car and get out of the house. But we, uh, I, we, I chose Cincinnati because you know Maddie's been asking uh, because we've we've taken a few drives during COVID, and she's asked a few times like, "Oh, can we go like to Ohio?" Because like the the allure of going to another state, right? (laughs) Like, ooh, I've been to another state. So I chose uh, Cincinnati because there's a part where you can go and you basically dip into Ohio and then you also dip into Kentucky. And and then so we just did that. We traveled back. So just a chance to get them out of the house and show them a little something so they have something exciting to talk about. Today, that they went to two other states, although really it was just on the highway. But yeah, it is
2: mind blowing that you can go to like four different states in a five hour drive. Like, that's just not possible here in any way.
0: Well, Well, yes, well, especially because yours are kind of like, like, like they're all like next to each other, right? Like, we like we have like a bunch where, like, you know, even if they don't meet in like a point of like your four states meet, right? But they're and especially in the Northeast. Where like, you know, like where all the states are, you know, like so tiny, like I could drive to I could drive through probably like six states in a day if I wanted to. I think maybe more than that, if I kind of do a circle like you down to like, you know, <laughs> Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, <laughs> Massachusetts, like I could do that in a day. Crazy. It'd be a little bit like Smokey and the Bandit, but you could do it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, that's that was our closest point to hit a couple different states. Um, I'd have to go a bit the other way to hit um, Illinois and Kentucky, so we ended up doing it that way. The, um, so we had some fun with that, and then um, came back and just kind of relaxed a little bit for the day. Uh, other than that, voice some gaming stuff. Um, I finished Bravely Default 2, and mm-hmm. um, I can't give that game enough thumbs up. Um, you know, probably the only thing that kind of saddened it for me is there, it's going to sound stupid. I put like a hundred hours into that game, but there wasn't enough simply because you get, there's like a lot of jobs that you get in that game. So there's a lot to mix and match. And this one... I didn't feel like had enough of the end game where you got a chance to really be like, okay, I've got all this stuff. Just play here's, around with all these right, tools Right, here's now. some super-duper-duper-tough bosses that you really have mm-hmm. to think about to beat. I mean, they had right. sort of some of that, but they still weren't that hard if you were, like, all the way maxed out.
0: Right. And but that's like one... Those, like, Final Fantasy VII and Kingdom Hearts bosses that are, like, you need to be, like, max Little level. Yeah. are still Nine difficult and the best, after that. Best
2: yeah. items in the game. and
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they... It's, they, they give you a lot of tools at the end, and I feel like I just didn't have enough challenges to go with them, which I would have enjoyed. So, you know, if I could say anything, I would love to okay, have some kind of challenge. you
2: fall three, 200 hours, or Chris is not going to be happy.
1: <laughs> I would just, you know, <clears throat> again, like, okay, give me some DLC with a challenge dungeon. I, you, know, you don't have to do anything else. Just give me some pretty interesting fights that I have to really consider, because, I mean, I won't go forever through it, but, I mean, you get a job, you get a sub-job. And so you can mix and match active abilities, and then you get uh, passive abilities that you can take from any job and mix and match. So, and then at the end of the game, there's some special fights that you can do to get these unique weapon drops, and those let you have all the passive abilities of the job they represent. So you can really create some pretty crazy characters out of all this. They can do a lot. So, again, I just wish there was something I could, like, you know, give you a challenge where you felt like, man, yes, I did it. Um, I mean, there's a couple fights that were tough, but nothing – like, the end boss was kind of a joke, honestly, by that point in time. It was really pretty unclimactic. But, I mean, it's fine. That's usually what those games are. You mean
0: difficulty-wise or Uh, story-wise? Difficulty-wise. It was almost like I can just cakewalk through this. And and that, and that's to be fair. That's something that I've seen a lot because like a lot of times, like you get to the point where you can fight the final boss. But if you decide to go off and do all the other stuff, then you come back and it's like, oh, that that was the end boss fight. It was two hits because I'm level forty million. And, and that's it.
1: I won't complain about that because I kind of know, right? Just like you talk about, that's kind of those games are. But usually, again, they have all these extra challenges around. They're like, mm. if you want to do something tough, okay, right. give this a shot. And the other bravely games have done a really good job of that because they had this online system where you could get enemies from other people sent to your world, and then you could use them as optional boss fights, and they were I mean you had you really had to think hard on how to beat them or they would just trash you in a heartbeat
3: cool.
1: so there was nothing like that, so I would you know maybe if they can throw something like that at some point, I would love it. but otherwise again, I you know uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. If you like that kind of game, it's great. So
0: so two quick questions, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but just before no, we go you go, um, uh, so one is, uh, would you recommend uh, people play it without playing Bravely One? Um, If they're interested in the series. Uh, And then uh, question number two was, once you finish uh, one character's dress sphere, can every other character (laughs) use that same dress sphere? Uh, I hate to break your heart. There's no dress spheres. But every job. Every job job system game must have dresses. But
1: every job has a unique costume for every character. So when you choose that job, they have this really cool (laughs) outfit that they get when they're in that job that are really neat
0: we, we we need a fashion channel in the discord i didn't realize what a big staple of gaming this is <laughs>
1: i'm in it i'm in it well uh uh pam's in there and she has like a makeup channel so maybe she could give us some advice yeah that's
0: true <laughs> but <We> definitely could <laughs> uh
1: the uh but i mean it's really again uh for your first question yeah go ahead and play it because the mm. the stories are not connected i mean in the loosest sense, they're sort of mm-hmm. connected, but it's very much like early Final Fantasy. Oh, there are crystals. Gotcha. And, you know, that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. And the same framework of the game is there, but you would you don't have to know any of the story at all to okay. play this game. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, dive right in. If you liked it, then go back for some of the earlier ones uh, and enjoy them. They, the story moves really well, though. That was some of the complaints about the earlier games. And Kelsey knows me, I don't like overly too much story junk in there, so it has enough, but doesn't beat me over the head with things or make me watch long cutscenes or anything like that, so gameplay, yay, it was very good. Um Speaking of, hey, gameplay, uh <laughs> Octopath Traveler came to Game Pass. So sure I, I already have that on the Switch. I've mentioned it before, but it's hard to play on the Switch. Kids take the Switch. Like, playing through Bravely mm-hmm. Default, I constantly have to, like, okay, give me the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Octopath now on the Xbox, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back in. I'm going to give this a shot. And I got probably, like, a bit farther than I did last time, and I'm still kind of, like, hitting that point, like, man, I'm really not feeling this. Um, and that's I keep asking, I'm like... Am I gonna get to some point where like it's gonna click or something? And I, I don't know if he's encouraged me, and and maybe it's no, fine. Maybe it's just not the I, right game for me.
2: Yeah, I feel like you've given it a really fair shot. Like I, it definitely clicked with me by that point. Okay, that you're at. So I don't know if, if you're not feeling it. It's probably and this is your second attempt at it. Like it's probably time to just move to something else. And I'll just bite my tongue.
1: No, it's fine. And you know, I I get like just what we always talk about right. If, you got certain things you like, you got certain yeah. things you don't like. There's nothing that's yeah. good or bad about that. It's just what you like, and that's fine. Oh,
2: yeah. yep. One thing, though, that you haven't mentioned, and I'm curious, what do you yeah. think about the soundtrack? Uh,
0: yeah, that's one Octopath or Bravely Default? Octopath. Yeah, because when Kelsey uh, – because uh, I told him I was going to be playing Octopath now that it's on Game Pass, and he was like, wherever you play it, because you, know, you can do PC or Xbox or whatever – He's like, you know, make sure the soundtrack's on. I'd recommend headphones if you can. So, uh, I'll get to my experience with Octopath soon, but uh, that's that's on my priority list, is to make sure those headphones are a part of it.
1: I mean, I've got a really nice stereo setup, surround sound, and all that, and it was going. I might break your heart. I don't remember any of the music particularly. Um, I, Some I'm of amazed. those
2: character themes, like, I, I don't think you've got all eight characters yeah. yet, though, right? Yeah.
1: No, I've got two. It's like- Oh,
2: yeah. Well, you probably haven't seen anything in it. Like Cyrus and Primrose in Traveler particular. Like,
1: just love
2: those songs so much. And I will tell you, though, music, that all the battle music in that game is so
3: good.
1: I've got the uh, Bravely Default soundtrack still stuck in my head. So if that tells you anything, it's really good. Um, so I don't know. I may try to uh, give it the old college try a little more. But, yeah, if I get to a certain point, I'm yeah, I'm just going to have to bow out. Which I feel bad about because I keep feeling like I should really like this. I feel like I should really, this should be a
2: thing I feel like me. you should like this, too. I yeah. know!
0: And I'm like, it's why for, do I not for, like this? Foreshadowing for a different game. Okay. But, uh, yeah, keep going. Okay. So,
1: I don't know. Like Maybe there'll be some point It'll like, okay. I the, the problem I've had so far is I've just not had enough fighting, and the fights have not been interesting enough. Because once I figured out, like, oh, I have multiple characters, so as long as I break them, and then I just alternate the break moves over and over, oh, they're just stun-locked, and I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, well, that's not very fun. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, with my other games I play, like, I really have to think. And this one's like, mm, I don't have to think that much.
2: Yeah, like, the most of the main game, other than, like, the Chapter 4 bosses for each character, are not too challenging. I, th- I think it's the last half of the game where it kind of ramps up in, in the challenge.
1: It's interesting, though, that they have that same kind of brave mechanism, i yeah i didn't similar. remember that yeah. so i was like oh, okay that's interesting that yeah. they ripped that off um okay uh beyond that then because octopath was not ringing all my bells or whatever <laughs> um the you have to go back to comfort food so i started up a, a dark souls 2 playthrough um uh, doing a faith build on that because I thought eh, I don't think I've done a faith build.
0: But, but before you switch the episode, this is not a, one of the previous episodes. This <laughs> is a new episode <laughs> that Chris is talking about a Dark Souls Two preview. Go ahead.
1: Though it's funny because um, man, the game doesn't look good. Yeah, I'll be mm. honest. I, I popped it on the PlayStation Five, and I'm going. This looks like a PS3 game because it is a PS3 game. Uh, and by now, you're kind of like, looks so hot, mm. uh, but the gameplay
0: okay. is. Isn't it amazing? Um, and we we're talking about, uh, me and Kelsey on a, a Twitter thread, we we're talking about remasters just a tiny bit. And I love remasters that give you the option to play it originally, like if they like, like up res or whatever. And the one I always think about is Halo. I remember vividly looking down at the grass in like the OG Halo and being like, that is like the best ground I've ever seen. Just looking at blades of grass and dirt and particles and shooting it and just thinking like, not thinking like, oh, like this is the pinnacle, it's never going to be better, because of course it's always going to be better, but just looking at it and just thinking, that looks unbelievably mm. good. And then in the remaster, looking at it, it was like, what was I even <laughs> thinking?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Dark Souls 2 didn't look remarkably great when it first came out, so by now... Mm. Especially like on PlayStation 5, it's like you've played Demon Souls, which is like uh, a pinnacle of graphic, you know, fidelity. Sure. And then there's this where you're like, okay, this is, so, uh, you know. But again, gameplay. So it's good. I won't spend a lot of time on it other than just say I started playing game. Um I did finally get my copy of Zero Wing in from Limited Run Games. So that took, I don't know, like half a year or whatever it takes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty usual for them. That, finally, yeah, that's, that's probably the
0: sh- yeah, that's probably short for uh, for a wait period for for them so that's um, typical i think
1: they had you know when they sold it they had like the whole toa plan genesis collections like the four games but i already have three of the games anyway so i was like i'm not gonna buy those again um so i just got the one this one because it didn't come out in the u.s but it has like the whole packaging like it's part of the four like do you guys remember vhs box sets where like if you put all the spines together it made Make a picture. picture yeah yeah Of course. so they did that for this and I'm like, oh, well, I just have the one thing. I'm like, that yeah, looks kind of dumb. But anyway, uh, yeah, they did that thing. And then they sent, like, a newsletter, which is, I didn't realize they were doing newsletters now. So yeah, it's been a Jeremy while Parrish,
2: it. Uh, he's doing, like, his own take on, like, the old Nintendo Fun Club letters
1: for Limited Run. He's having some fun with those. I think the problem is, though, like, the full, the newsletter I got, I mean, I just got this the other day, and it looks like Limited Run game stuff from, like, six months ago, <laughs> like, when I <laughs> bought it. So I'm oh. like, okay, I mean it's weird. I, I think they do it quarterly, I want to say. I don't know. This stuff looks really old. They've like Night Trap on the front of it and stuff, and I'm like I Yeah, that's know, how a long ago was ago. Night Trap? I mean maybe I mean Maybe you I just got Night an Trap, old
2: but button they had kicking around in the office. Though.
1: Maybe they were like, dude didn't order the whole set, throw him the stupid old one, jerk. <laughs> but uh I haven't played it yet, so I'm interested to give that a shot. Uh I like those kind of games. Um, let me go a little more gaming. I, I've been, you know, I played that, we talked about the project triangle strategy demo. And then like, ever since I played that, I'm like having like a hankering. Like, man, I really want to, I want to play. Like, I wish that game was out. I just want to play it now. Mm -hmm. But since it's not, I'm like, I want to play like another strategy game. So I was asking Bill, like, Hey, you know, he's talked about XCOM before. I'm like, okay, wait, would XCOM really be good would that? You know, uh something that would click with me. So we've talked a little about it, um, about XCOM 2. But I also just noticed today, I, I noticed that the original, whatever, XCOM from the Xbox 360 was must have been a Games with Gold game at some point. So I downloaded that. I'll give that. Is that Bill? Do you think that's fair to give that shot, or should I just say that yeah. that one's garbage? Go to two.
0: No, no, for sure. Uh, the first Ex Machina Unknown is awesome. Okay, um, it's it's re- like has I mean the, the series has obviously been around for a long time on on uh, uh, PC and everything, but that game uh, and not just like the consoleization of it, which is not a great word I know, um, but just like kind of like bringing it back uh, uh, into um, I don't want to say mainstream, but like just when that game kind of popped, like it impressed a lot of people that like don't normally play that kind of game as well as people who like that kind of game. And that's a really hard thing to do because like, you know, you're either going to like appeal to one or the other, but not both. But this game, uh, yeah. And the first enemy unknown is, I still highly recommend. And obviously like, the same thing, like the, same universe story might be tangentially related um no need to play you know like one before the other or anything like that but uh yeah i i really really would recommend playing uh, the 1st XCOM if you have your hands on it
1: cool well it's a freebie so i just put it in the download queue so i guess i'll i'll give that one a shot because i thought i was gonna buy the other one it's like 20 bucks it's not bad it's like 20 bucks or mm-hmm. something but if i've already got this one i'm like all right well let's give this one a shot And it also got me thinking, too, just in case XCOM doesn't click, I've got (laughs) Suikoden Tactics for PS2 that I've never played, I've owned forever. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of those things where I'm, like, in the back burner of my mind, like, I really should play this at some point in time. So, uh, yeah.
0: One other other quick one that just came to mind while you start saying that, I don't think it's going to come up in the main topic because it's not an exclusive, um, but there's a game called Into the Breach. Are you familiar with that one? Mm-hmm. It's, it's on the Switch. It's also on PC. It's, I think it was an Epic Games, possibly an Epic Games freebie at some point. Uh, it's a turn-based, uh, strategy game uh really really solid and like kind of like deceptively complex like easy enough to sit down and play but then once you kind of lose a few times you're like okay wait a minute let me think about this another way so like really a pretty solid little tactics game and brand new it was only ever like 15 bucks oh okay so it's it's uh, it's kind of like a like a smaller you know scale wise uh but the art's great the story's great and it is a little bit um got that rogue element where like once you like get far enough and you like die you kind of you know go back and like you start another playthrough, but like with some of the experience and the tools and the knowledge that you have, so you just it's a little you bit, just lost me, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's uh well, if you're good, it doesn't you know you just won't die, and then you'll I'm one of those people where if you
1: ever insert the words roguelike into a game, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm good, but thank you,
0: <laughs> so. It's really, really good, though. <laughs> so, if you ever get the chance to fire it up, even to play it for, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, we were talking about, what was Kelsey? We were talking about Into um, Enter the Gungeon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, like, you fired it up, and it's like, oh, that's cool, and I'm super glad I played it for, like, the 20 or 30 minutes that I played it, and, like, okay, I'm all set. So, even even if you get a chance just to kind of, like, give it a go and be like, oh, that's really interesting, and I like what they're doing there type deal, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's uh, if you're looking for just something to scratch... Uh, a tactics itch, and, you know, willing to kind of explore, uh, uh, experiment a little bit. Uh, it was really, really good, and it's from the developers of uh, uh, FTL, uh, Faster Than Light, which is kind of an, a big indie hit uh, on the PC scene a couple of years ago. So, Cool. I was going to ask, though,
1: Kelsey, did you replace play Suikoden Tactics?
0: I haven't played any Suikoden game yet.
1: What?
2: Got, got the whole series, not touched a single one of them. I, I actually have a sealed copy of Suikoden 2 as well.
1: Okay, I have an don't open one don't break the seal one. on that one because you'll be rich someday. But well, I've got both, so I don't. I don't need to. Listen to you, Mister. I used to own a game shop.
2: <laughs> uh, it, like a guy who used to come in all the time and like super friendly guy. I've done tons of deals with him even before I had the shop. He found it in a goodwill. Like just a they have like a Easter basket full of sealed PlayStation games, like original <laughs> PlayStation all rpgs two bucks a piece so he bought all of them of course and and he brought them to me and he's like he's like i know you want some of these which ones are we gonna work out deals for oh my god
0: super awesome guy i love that guy you were like i want the easter basket (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: that's the cheapest cellophane i've ever seen (laughs) uh wow okay that's impressive but uh Okay. Well, you know, maybe open one and send me the other one. Whatever. But uh, anyway, it, I, yeah, you know, I just want get a chance. That's weird, though, that you've not. That's, that's a game that I says, Kelsey should have played these. I, I was kind of counting on you. The, okay. the first two have been on my
2: radar specifically for a very long time. I, you know, I just, I say this all the time. Like I don't want to get distracted from NES games. So I just keep putting everything that's not NES on the back burner. Okay. I've
1: I, you know, I played that. the first one, like when it came out. I've seen and it from copy. what I
2: hear, the first one's not that long either, so I should probably make time for it. Cool.
1: Um, and then gaming-wise, I had already heard about this, but it was nice that I've got friends on Twitter that were watching. But the Demon Souls soundtrack LP got, you know, it got a tweet for some reason, like, oh, it's up for pre-order, but it's been up for pre-order for a while. So, uh, Rich, our buddy, hits me up, and I'm like, "That's cute that you think I hadn't already ordered pre-ordered that." But yeah. uh, I, I i think the
0: I think the reason for that tweet was not every uh, color variant was uh, had been available uh, oh. up until just recently. So, just recently, several different outlets went live with their because every a lot of times an outlet will have an exclusive variant, uh-huh. like the Mass Effect vinyl came out in N7, like red, blue, and white. Uh, and Erdnot Rex Red on Space Lab Nine, and then there's like a galaxy, like white and purple variant, like just on the Buyerware store. So like every like store will have like an exclusive color. So I think like w- at least one or two outlets just this like past week, uh, like their variants went live. So it was like, all right, now they're all available. You can choose whichever one you want. So, but yes, yeah, I, I saw your. I didn't hit you with that because I remember you saying back in February.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, it, it was a couple yeah, months yeah. ago.
0: And speaking of that, I mean, like, I don't know about, I mean, I think we've talked
1: about this before, but I'm just, I'm particularly not, I don't care about colored vinyl. I'd rather just have um, the heavy duty, you know, black, give me like the, the, the thick suckers um, more than color. 180. Yeah, definitely. Yep, 180, yep. Um, but I did like one of the recent albums that I ordered from the UK came in and it's white vinyl, just pure white. It's not bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds great. So. But, um, so I'm a lot like Tony Stark with my vinyl. Like, uh, I'm like, can it be both, you know, like <laughs> sure. I have 180 gram. Color? So like, that's, but that's it's not my, vinyl, my... right? If it's, if it's another color is, is it? Oh no, it is. Yeah. It's, it's still, a, it's still a vinyl. Uh, uh, it's still like 180 grams of, of vinyl. It like the puck uh-huh. is like still made of the same stuff. There, there's some people that say, once you start adding some other things into it, like sometimes like there was like a Skyrim set that would, that had like, uh, like almost like metallic like spreckles in it and people are like well you know like how how do you know that that's not going to affect the sound and it's like well because the material is softer than the dye so like it's it's going to press it you know like the, the same way so there's like some audiophile like argument over it and like maybe if you have like a you know five thousand dollar turntable with like a four thousand dollar stylus you'd be able to tell the difference <laughs> I have a $200 turntable, so like, I'm probably not going to make a difference. But yeah, I I love just big, heavy, like you can tell when you're holding yeah. oh, the record, yeah. like those yep. 180s. So 180 black, I'll always go with if it's available over everything else. Or sorry, like 180 if I really like the color variant. But between like 140 cool-looking color variant and 180 black, I'm taking the 180 black like every time. But yeah, white yeah. white's a really good-looking record, though. I've got a, a couple of white records that are really really nice looking
1: yeah i was surprised when i got this one because i didn't realize it was colored but it was like a it was the first repress they'd done of this album in a long time and this was a special like uh oh, order it and you get the poster and we'll sign a few of them so you may get lucky and of course i didn't get that lucky but anyway mm. <laughs> um <clears throat> so we'll see demon souls lp though you know whenever right six months from now whenever that shows up um i'll be checking that out And then just to wrap up out, uh, non-gaming stuff, I watched um, Just Mercy on HBO, uh, HBO Max. It's not brand new. I think it's been on there for a few months, but I would highly recommend it. It's a great movie. It's not the most complex movie in the world. It's really just one of those, like, makes you think and, like, holy crap, this sucks kind of thing. But it has, uh, like, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx in it, and they do a great job um it's based on like a real story and closely models that and uh yeah i'd really recommend it so check out uh check out Just Mercy if you got some time to watch it and you got HBO
0: awesome well, thanks for the update, bud. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to move on to Kelsey and see what he's been up to. Uh, I assume there's some Nintendo stuff in here, but I guess we'll find out. No,
2: that's actually a bad assumption for once because oh. my laptop has decided it doesn't want to capture anything for more than maybe an hour or so. Like I can get a little no. longer sometimes, and then it, I lose all the footage. So uh. I was most of the way through Metal Gear for the first time, and... And I looked over, and I was like, "Oh, that's a spot I played 45 minutes ago." That the screen stuck on. Uh-huh. So I re, you know, shut everything down, restarted it, had the same problem like an hour into it again. So I, I'm in need of a new laptop before I can start uh, working through the NES games again. So instead, I started working through that Annapurna box set that I talked about the last couple episodes. Um, so I mentioned it to Chris last time that Wadham game with the like really cutesy, colorful, just bizarreness to it. Um, so we don't need to talk much about that one. I finished it. It was okay. It's a little too, I don't know, shallow for, like I like the goofiness and I like the art style, but it really didn't go anywhere special by the end. Um, but the rest of them were, were much more interesting. Uh, I played a game called Goa i would never heard of before. It was one of the games that came with it that I just had no idea. I'm like, I hope for the best, and it was amazing.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, it's not a very long game. I think it took me about an hour, maybe an hour and twenty minutes to to finish. Um, but it's it's this beautiful art style, like like hand drawn picture in a tile, and there's four tiles. And so you can sometimes manipulate them. So you're like pulling the image off of one tile or off the picture into another tile. And then the character can walk across it. And so you're solving puzzles by moving the pictures around and zooming in and out of them. So if you like zoom into a window, it's like, oh, now I'm in someone else's house. And now I can move that panel down here and it connects to this one. And now I can climb up a ladder and go this way. And it's telling this story about a young guy who's got this like dragon, like, eating up his city outside his window and he's he reads this old history book and and it shows a picture of a guy with a a bowl and four different colored orbs in it that he's got to like give to the dragon and so he finds a red bowl in his house it looks just like the one in the picture and then you're going on this quest through all this uh these images to try and find all the orbs and, and solve these puzzles and some of them are really clever and i just had a really good time with it and it was just something i've never heard anybody mention or talk about that really surprised me and it was the right length too um it's something that i will definitely go i'm kind of waiting for some of the puzzles to like fade out of my mind so i can try it again but uh really really fun <laughs> i do
0: that with limbo like every you know year and a half to like just any puzzle game you really like i like you give it that little cooling off period it's awesome to go back to yeah yeah definitely
2: um and then i played a three in a row games that were like super super story heavy so i recommend all these to chris definitely uh uh, the first one was called telling lies and it is all done in fmv so all real people and actors and you start off as you're this woman you walk into an apartment building and she puts a usb drive into her laptop and it's just full of footage and you've got to like sift through it And so the whole game is done in the reflection of a laptop screen. Like, you can literally see this woman's face in all the video, like, scratching her face once in a while. (laughs) Like, her boyfriend gets up, like, an hour into the game, like, a literal hour. And, like, he's like, what are you still doing up? It's two in the morning. And he goes to bed, and then you get back to the game you're doing. Uh, But so you're searching this drive to, like, piece together the story. And at first, it seems like it's about a guy having an affair, because you meet his wife and his daughter. And then he's got like a, like a cam girl, some things there. And then there's like another girl, like, where, how does she fit into this? And then it got a lot more interesting pretty early where, and and you, you search anything you want, like you type in a word. And if that word is spoken in, the, in any of the videos, they'll like pop up in the search. So if you want to just get crazy right off the bat, you're like, uh, like uh, murder. You can like see if anything pops up. You know, oh, nothing popped up. You want to see like uh terrorist and they go, oh, there's four videos that have to do with terrorists. Like, I wonder what's going on here. And so you find this whole plot that involves the FBI and like a uh, echo terrorism group. And how does the cam girl fit into all of this? And like, it was <laughs> ended up being super interesting. And the, all the actors are really good, especially the girl who played his daughter. She's like maybe five. um yeah so you you're an fbi agent trying to piece together this story and then send the file out and so there's actually different endings depending on how much information you gathered so if you gather enough information about like his wife and daughter like you'll get an ending where the real actors like talk it talks about like what happened to them after the story's over um and then if you spent more time looking at the other girl you could you get her ending like it was really cool. So I think I'm going to mess around with that one a little bit more and see if I can get all of the character's endings cuz I I got pretty close.
1: So it's basically like Voyeur on the CDI. That very much. Played. True. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's definitely I've, I've not play, I've not that. played Voyeur and I've not played Telling Lies, but I have played her story. Yes. Uh, uh which very similar. It, which w- yeah which the uh, the same uh uh writer yeah. um and director like like basically like the lead guy on it so i've telling lies has been on my radar yeah. but that's that mechanic where you talked about like you enter in a word and if it appears like anywhere in the video that's like the main mechanic of her story where you're just sitting at a computer and you see the reflection of like, you don't really know at first you're just at a computer, but eventually like, you know, like lightning will strike or like a light kind of flickers and you see the reflection of someone's face in the computer and you're like, Oh, like I'm this person who's, you know, like look doing this. But yeah, it's, it's the same thing where like you watch one video and then you just start typing a word and then, but it's limited to like, you know, five max videos or whatever. So like you kind yeah. of are playing same, detective same in, the, in the word box. Very, so, very cool.
2: I played another game. I just had to look up the title cause I always get it wrong. It's called the infectious madness of Dr. Decker. And mm-hmm. it's the same style of game where it's all FMV and you're like searching out keywords. Uh, but it's all instead of videos, you're like having patient interviews with um, people who all saw the same therapist and it, and it's, like, a very Cthulhu-themed game. Like, you know, like who's telling the truth? Like, who's just crazy? Who's, like, in the cult? <laughs> like, it was really neat. Cool. Um, there's a game I've heard about for about the last year called Kentucky Route Zero. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of that one because... I, I think I just drove that today. Was with- <laughs> <probably. yeah>, right. <laughs>
0: It's uh, it's on P- it's on the PC uh, indie scene and like this kind of group of games that always kind of gets mentioned together. Yeah. But I haven't played it.
2: So it came out in five episodes, and the first one came out in 2013, and the final one came out in 2020. So it was Whoa. like a huge stretch, but it's got like a lot of critical praise for the writing and the characters and stuff. So I, I was pretty interested to check it out, but man, I did not click with me. All like I kind of hate it. And I was looking up. <laughs> reviews and like uh deep dives into it i'm like what did i miss like i I, like maybe the story went over my head or i didn't understand something or i missed something and i'm like nope i i got it all it just does not connect with me at all and i'm watching people's like uh youtube like essays about it and like how touching it was and moving and i don't get it um it kind of plays like a almost like a text adventure with like choices made for you and it's very minimal graphically Um, and I've seen some people compare it to Twin Peaks and the only thing that I would say that's good with is that it's weird Um, it doesn't have like the hook Twin Peaks has or the charm or anything it's just nonsensical and bizarre sometimes Um, yeah I don't really want to talk about it too much more because it really did not it's one of my least favorite games I've ever played in my entire life well
1: maybe you didn't like it because the battle system was bad
2: yeah (laughs) Good. it's no octopath traveler <laughs> so after playing such a story heavy game though i i don't know why i was like i got one game left i haven't tried yet and it was what remains of edith finch and i'm like i know this one's very story heavy too and it's just like a a walking simulator as they say where you just kind of explore and, and get the story kind of pieced out depending how you're exploring but man that one really lived up to the hype in like every way like i i have never played a story where the narrative is like really just like dug into me and made me really feel like I was part of it. And like the first 10 minutes, like it's very video gamey in the design. Like you're, you're walking outside to this house and the house is like stacked upon a house upon another house upon another house. And it's like this giant bizarre, like it it would make sense in like a resident evil thing where it's like there's keys and everything's locked and you got to figure out how to get through this house. But like right away like it sucked me into the world and you're 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 Edith Finch and you're going through your family's old house and like many generations have lived here and once somebody passed away they locked up their room basically and nobody else had their room so if, if someone else moved in or a new family member was born they would just build another part onto the house and that's how it got so big and ridiculous so you're going through your whole family's history of all of these people who've died at different stages. And like, it's, just, it's a very tragic story connected to everybody. And they're all told in these really interesting ways. Like sometimes you're, you're reading someone's diary or you're, you're looking at old letters or photos or something. And they use those in really video gamey ways. Like with the photos, um you're, Kind of taken back into the person who is taking the photos, and so you, you only see everything through the camera lens, and you're moving it around and taking pictures of the moments that you have in your hand of the actual uh photographs to piece that together um I got more emotional than I've ever got playing a game, and it was like three and a half hours I think to finish it, and just i don't I don't really. I wrote a big thing out to Bill in our discord and I'm having trouble even like thinking of the words right now. It just was really interesting experience and I've never played anything like that before. Bill suggested I try gone home. So that that's on the queue to, to get going pretty soon. But yeah, definitely if you want a cool take on stories and why video games are really good medium to tell stories in, I think that was the best example I've ever seen so far It is not a happy game though, but there are like, there's happy moments throughout it that kind of keep you from getting too overwhelmed while playing it, I guess.
1: Mm. <sighs> Sponsored by Nickelback, this photograph.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to bring me just back. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, a little side note on that. I know you had hit me up, uh, trying to play Gone Home, and you ran into like that issue, yeah, well, where like just that weird tech issue. I can't get the I, mouse I, to I, show up. It's weird. I found like a thread on that on like the Steam support forums, and people are like, like dozens of people, are like, why is this happening? Like, I can't get like anything to happen. So there there's are some dozens weird... of us. Yeah, there, dozens. <laughs> I just started restarted that show. <laughs> I was talking about comfort food earlier. Uh, like finished a show. It's like, should I watch a new show or something I've seen a hundred times? I'm going over here. So put on Arrested development again. But, um, and as soon uh, as you started,
2: that, are you like, I've made a huge mistake?
0: No, like I, I was like, I couldn't believe how good Like Cause a lot of shows take a while to get into their like flow, like right off the bat. Like it's really, really good. So I'm really happy that and my, my wife's never seen it. So it's like best of both worlds. Yeah. We get to go through it uh, fresh. Um, but, uh, so I found like a handful of people who had found the answer and they were like, there's some just like weird, like driver, uh, you know, like issue, like with the game. Like if the game detects any kind of, um, like controller, the cursor won't show up.
2: That's what I thought. Cause my son plays with the controller plugged in all the time.
0: So I like unhooked the controller and like rebooted everything, reinstalled everything. So, so some people are like, yeah, like just unplugging the controller did it. And like another person was, I had unplugged the controller and like, disable the like the usb like uh, uh controller or whatever like, like they had to go like a step, step that you through. shouldn't normally have to go but they got it to go so we'll we'll right. we'll get on that see if we can get that running for you because that's uh that, that like when you talked about how we did hit you it just remind like 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 word for word what you were saying i was like this is how gone home hit me and it's uh yeah so would would uh love to get that running for you cool um, my daughter's been
2: still on a big Wii U kick, so that's Mario Kart 8, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Still, um, she's getting really good at some of the games, like the swimming in the Olympics game. Like, she can legit like gold medal that like every time, wow. unless there's like <laughs> another human player playing. Now, mm. um, so I pulled out a bunch more Wii U games because I was like, I need a break from these two. Um, so I brought up a stack and I'm like, you pick one of these and we'll play it together. And so she pulled up the DuckTales one cause she's been watching a little bit of the old DuckTales show on, uh, on Disney. So we played the DuckTales remake. Um, and I only played it like through the once with my son when it was fairly new. <clears throat> and I totally overlooked it. At the time. I heard a lot of people complain about the pacing because there's a lot of cutscenes added to it and story that's not skippable. And I remember it not bothering me the first time, but wow, this time, like it really kills the pacing of the game. Like, it slows you down the, this game that you can like beat in 10 minutes. It's like, they really drag it into like an hour affair. Uh, but my daughter's really enjoying it. She likes the voice acting is really good. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, it's, it's a little different than the original one because they force you to do some collectibles and stuff that weren't in the original and, and, but the level's built the same way, but it's like, go find these things and do some backtracking and stuff, a little exploring. So it's a little different, but we're, we're playing and she's having trouble with uh, some of the platforming and some of the bosses. So she'll start every level and play it until she's uncomfortable. And then she'll pass me the controller and I'll finish the stage off kind of thing. That's been fun. Um, donkey kong tropical freeze we pulled out too and she loves the monkeys the trixie kong's like your favorite mm-hmm. and so we we do two player on it but it's really bad co-op for a nintendo game like it's super hard for her to get through these levels and once we run into balloons like i just play by myself on one life and hope i don't die because if i die we got to restart the whole level again so it's a little frustrating for me, but she it doesn't bother her at all. She's like, we'll play this level ten times if we need to. Like, the minecart levels are the worst because she, either one of us can jump, and so we, you know, die like fifty times in because she just wants to jump too early or too late. And then I'll, I'll, I'll ask her. I'm like. Do you want to beat this level or do we just want to play it and she's like we just want to play it And so we're having fun and then she'll look at me and she's like okay now we want to beat it and so she puts her <laughs> controller down for like two minutes so i could do the minecart and move on to the next area but yeah i'm just i'm surprised how bad the co-op is for a nintendo game but it's really good otherwise like it looks great sounds great it's fun uh, i
1: like dark kong nintendo doesn't actually do those though right don't they have that like, one
2: somebody else was, do them I want to say retro studios did that one. Yeah. They
1: usually like farm it yeah. out
0: to a second party. I think. Yeah. Was, was tropical freeze the one that had the, um, there was like an Easter egg. It was like, uh, like the tie. Uh, um, what was that guy's name from King of Kong? Uh, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> um, isn't there, like, an Easter egg in the game where, like, like there's, like, a, like a statue or something wearing, like, an American fly tie, uh, flag tie, and, like, that's, like, a little Easter egg for Billy Mitchell? If we
2: have, we haven't gotten that far yet, or I haven't noticed it. That's crazy. Uh, it, it, it,
0: I, there, I know it's in one of those new... I thought it was Tropical Freeze. I'll, I'll look it up. You can keep going. That's funny.
2: Um, I think I mentioned to Chris I've been playing uh, Demi Kids, the dark version, because I finished the light version. So I beat the dark version now. Um... They're pretty short and they're kind of bad Pokemon ripoffs. I I wouldn't recommend them even for big Shimagami Tensei fans. They're they're probably very skippable. Uh, but yeah, check out that weird final boss music. I said sent, sent Crystal Link. It's just it is very weird, unusual,
1: very unusual. Yeah, and I listened to it. I'm like, okay, a GBA music usually just isn't that great because um, it's so compressed. And then B, this was just weird. <laughs>
0: Yeah, very, uh, very sorry. It was definitely not Tropical Freeze. It was way earlier. It was Donkey Kong Country Returns. And yeah, there's like oh. a statue with like an American flag tie. That's only um, one
2: you
0: know. game earlier. Not not that much earlier. I wow. mean, years. Yeah. So How often did Donkey years. Kong games come out? Yeah, years. Once, right? once a gen. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, And then lastly, speaking of tactics games, uh, I've been playing Shimigami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked for the 3DS. That's a title. Yeah, they're good at titles. (laughs) Really good. Um, So it's a remake of the DS game that came out a few years prior for the 3DS at launch, which doesn't use any 3D stuff or use the top screen at all so I don't know why they remade it for the 3DS. Huh. Uh, they did add some extra content and everything's voice acted, which is nice. Um, but man, that's like I've played three Shimogami games now that have been spin-off ones that just haven't really hit good. This one's really good. Huh. And it's a tactics game too, which is a departure for Shimogami stuff. But it's fantastic. The the whole you've got, you know, your kids in Tokyo like you always do. But, like, right off the bat, you get locked down in this one section of Tokyo. Like, the military is literally, like, circled it and, like, shooting people if they try and leave. And you're trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Why are, why are we locked down? And you've got these uh, – they look like a Nintendo DS. They call them comps. And you figure out that you can summon demons via these comps to, like, assist you. Like, you kind of have control of this demon. And then you you kind of realize after a little bit that the reason this area is locked down is because there's other people that can do that too. And the government sees like demons like running around Tokyo and they're like, we need to contain this. <laughs> and so you're trying to there's, – there's some mystery. You're trying to figure out – your cousin originally like sent you these machines and, and to this area. So you know he's involved and you're trying to find him. And – you've got, you, you see these numbers over people's heads uh, and you figure out within the first day that that's when people die. When these numbers get to zero sometime during that day, an event will happen that will kill them. So then you notice you're like, we haven't seen anybody with a number higher than six. Like there's something really bad's going to happen at the end of the week and everybody's going to die. So we've <laughs> got to figure this out while also saving yourself when your counter gets really low and, and occasionally saving other people. Um, and it gets really like JRPG wild near the end, which is just awesome. Uh, like, you know, the angels have influenced the government to like lock down on the demons and you're trying to break through. Okay. During this, the sixth day of, of this lockdown, the story like splits into like a whole bunch of directions too. So you, there's multiple endings, um, and you can like side with the angels. You can side with the demons. You can try and break out of the lockdown. You can like control the demons, or you can like try and get rid of them. Uh, like there's a bunch of different options, and they're all equally wild. Um, and the combat's super fun. Like you're talking about job systems. and There's not a job system, but like the way they've done the summoning with the demons in this game, you buy demons through like an eBay like auction site that you can access on your phone. And then you can fuse them through that as well. And so once you, you hit a boss or, or something that uh, you need specific skills for, you've got to like go in and make sure you've got the right demons to fight those particular battles. So if they're like strong to physical attacks or they're weak to lightning or whatever, you've got to mix and match your characters uh, with the kind of... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but... Uh, You can only, only one of your characters can have that spell at a time. So you can't just like, this guy's weak to lightning. I'm going to load up everybody with lightning stuff. It's like only one guy gets lightning and the rest have to figure out another way to deal with this as well. So it makes you really think about interesting ways to take on some of the enemies. Um, And the demons, like most Shin Megami games, they, they grow with you at a much slower rate than your main cast members grow. So even if you have ones you love and they've got a really good skill set, they're only useful for like a few battles. And then you're like, oh, I got to upgrade this person now and, hope, and I can you can pull some of their skills over to the next guy you're fusing to. So you never stick with the same team. You're always upgrading. And when you upgrade, the new guy you've upgraded to has always got different weaknesses and strengths. So you've got to pay attention to that. Um, but the path that I took after it split was super interesting because i thought i was doing like the good thing like this is where the story wants me to go and three of my five team members were like whoa like we're not comfortable with this we're leaving and they just left my team and it's wild like one of them is like a main character that's been with you since the start of the game and you have no way to like lose them and they just all of a sudden they're like i'm out of here and you've got to like wow. go recruit some other teammates and it's really cool i think i'm on the final battle right now because it's a two-parter, and I'm, like, basically defeating God, you know, after... Of course. Yeah. yeah. Star
0: Trek V. Yeah.
2: Uh, so. It's... Yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really, really fun. I cool. might New Game Plus it to see one of the wow. other ones, too, um, which I haven't done in a very long time, but the endings are so, like, wildly different. Like, most Shin Megami games, you've got, like, a, a Chaos, uh, Neutral, and Law... And they're just minor variations of each other. So if you've seen one, you can kind of guess what the other ones are. But these ones seem so vastly different that I'm I'm pretty curious to see if they are as different as they appear to be. Cool. Cool. Cool.
0: So yeah, just while you were talking about that, uh, two things. Uh, like when you were talking about, you know, like seeing everyone's day and like you know, like knowing like when that was going to happen, uh, like until you got to like the crazy, uh, you know, like when it goes off the rails, like towards the end, like with the crazy Japanese JRPG stuff. For a minute, I was like, this sounds like knowing with Nicolas Cage. Uh, uh, it's not a well known or well-liked movie <laughs> but it's a movie that i've always kind of thought was like cool and uh and weird and it, and it's a lot like that like Nicolas cage knows when these things are going to happen and it's a little bit kind of like the dead zone in that way if you've ever read the stephen king book or seen the movie or the tv show that they made out of it where like the main character like sometimes he has to touch the person to know but like he'll touch them and he will kind of like see their future and he knows like they'll get hit by a car tomorrow but like you can't convince someone that you know that because they're like, oh, this guy's crazy. So right. like he just like tries to do things to get these events to change, and like so, not just speak, just saying it out loud kind of feels Final Destinationy.
2: Sure. So at the start of the game, like you you only think you have these these comps, and so you can see everybody's clocks, and nobody else can. So when you see somebody that you like, and they like they have one day left to live, they're like we got to catch up with them tomorrow and help them figure out whatever's going on. But as the game progresses, there's a cult that's also been summoning demons that's in this lockdown and they're passing out these machines to everybody, and then all of a sudden everybody sees when people are gonna die and they know when a big event's gonna like wipe everybody out, and they find out it's like the military's like, if we can't sort this out by the end of the week, we're just gonna kill everybody in this uh area. <laughs> and so there's like panic and like people are killing each other and like it's it's pretty wild for a game based around teenagers, because there's a lot of like talk about like suicide and murder and like riots and mm-hmm. and right now too, it's especially weird. Cause they use the word lockdown a lot. And I'm literally in a like provincial lockdown right now. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds wild. It, it's, and like, just as you were talking the same thing, like where you talk about, like, you know, like knowing what demons you got to go fight and knowing what like abilities you got to stack up on. Like I was kind of getting like some of those persona flashbacks of like, right. Right, I need, you know, Zeo for this and like, you know, like the wind for this guy yeah. or whatever. And the combat, and
2: the, uh, uh, interesting too, because when you enter combat with another player, it's like, <clears throat> you've got your main character and you can summon up to two demons to be like your, your sidekicks. And so you'll usually fight three as well. And it's like, you take one turn, they take one turn, battle's over. And then so whatever happened, like outside of battle, you can heal again or or use a skill or whatever, and then re-engage them next time or they'll get a turn to re-engage you. Um, But it's very fair. So like you never feel incredibly overpowered in this game because you can't just abuse combat and like plow through it with one really strong guy. Like they get one attack
0: and then they're done. Everybody else gets a turn now. right awesome so also cool uh the uh, one last thing i will add about uh um uh, knowing as well with nicolas cage uh one of the things that like kind of made me want to watch it so like i'm just kind of looking through movies to watch and i see uh nicolas cage knowing uh, the trailer looks okay and then i saw the director it's directed by a guy named alex Proyas, um who directed a uh film with brandon lee called the crow and yeah. he directed my favorite uh, sci-fi uh, – one of my favorite sci-fi films of all time, uh, Dark City, uh, which Syndrome. is a, a film came out in 1999. So like I I love several of this director's movies. Um, I actually really like knowing it's not a well-received movie at all. So like don't come back to me and be like, why did you tell me to watch that crap? Well, if you um,
2: say like The Crow and Dark City, I'm much more interested now. It,
0: Exactly right and then, so but at the same time he's also directed some stinkers like Gods of Egypt
3: okay. uh, Oh that really bombed
0: Yeah Um. and I and I was like you know what like maybe it's okay like I'm gonna give it a shot and then like I probably got like 38 minutes into it and I was like alright I'm gonna go make a sandwich and never speak of this again <laughs> Um. but yeah I you know I give my personal recommendation for knowing but just don't come back expecting an Oscar uh So, cool. So, Devil Summoner Overclocked. Brought to you by NVIDIA GPUs, I assume? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Gotta clock them. Alright, so, uh, a few updates for uh, me before we get going on the main topic. Uh, uh, Still no PS5, uh, but also, like, no, you know, near-misses or, like, you know, like, refresh battles. You know, like, just, like, there were i did i wasn't sitting at a machine or you know have my phone on me like when any of the drops happened this week and like i said before i'm just trying not to make myself crazy about it like it'll happen when it happens and i can't go nuts about it but i did start following if if you haven't found one out there and you're listening i did start i've I've been following ps5 stock alerts um, which is all right it it works fine but i recently started following matt swider um, who's the u.s editor-in-chief of uh, tech radar and this guy is awesome uh, if you haven't been uh, following him for PS5 or Xbox, uh, uh, stock alerts, um, he's doing like the same alerts as like all the other uh, ones are, but he's also doing stuff like he's looking at patterns. Um, like, uh, he's super responsive. If you want to ask him a question, which is kind of crazy for like the editor in chief of, uh, you know, of tech radar for the U S right. but he'll put stuff out. That's like, okay. Like, uh. You know, like, for, like, three out of the last five Thursdays, like, Best Buy had them, like, at one, three, and, like, one. So it was, okay, we're we're looking really hard between one and three. And it's like, okay, here's some information I can use. You know, like, because every other place you go to, it's like, uh, it happens when it happens. Um, He also seems to get some pretty reliable stock tip-offs of, uh, like, he'll know when Best Buy warehouses have them in stock because he has insiders and stuff like that, and then he'll verify it. And then, but then, like, they won't go on sale. And he's like, well, what happens is... Best Buy only goes live when they can ship pretty much nationwide like the net, like that week which makes a lot of sense because that would that would that it would make sense why like every time there's been a Best Buy drop there's no shipping it has to be in-store pickup. So what they're doing is they have X in their warehouses, they allocate X to each store, and then it's like all right, orders go live and then those ones that are already on the way to the store like will be like assigned to people. So um uh, Matt. So again, if you're looking for a, a, a Xbox and a PS5, uh, Matt Swider, uh, Tech Radar U.S. editor-in-chief. Follow him on Twitter. Great follow. And just for a few days, I compared his alerts to some of like the you know the PS5 stock alerts accounts, and there was nothing that the PS5 stock alert account said that Matt didn't say. And Matt was usually like a minute or two earlier on the in-stock alerts, and just had more information and more responsive. So. Uh feel good. Feel good about uh, just having someone that's got some more information, which is nice. Good luck. Um yeah. So uh as far as uh actually uh playing some games, uh last few episodes that I've been here, um I talked about um just kind of not feeling the destiny thing, um and uh I've always said, you know, if I'm not feel I don't want to play out of obligation or because like, you know, for any other reason other than to have fun, so I just didn't play. But recently, I kind of just felt the urge to just fire it up and give it a try, and the way that they do the seasons is there's, like, a new story beat every week, um, which they didn't used to do. It used to just be, like, you know, every, you know, expansion would come out, you play through the story, and that's it for a while. So they're doing this new thing where, like, there's, like, a legit story beat, and it's not in the form of an unskippable cutscene, it's like you'll go to a place and like you'll you know you go to like your area where you kind of like you know hear the story and there might be two main characters talking to each other and you just overhear that and that or like it might be like you know you go to get your weapons and zavala's there and he's like oh like by the way like this is what Kital said so like there it's actually like being fed to you like kind of semi-organically um and then there's like a little mission you got to do and then there's like a little story beat resolution so uh I actually kind of caught up on all the different uh, story beats for the uh, season so far and I I was kind of like man is it just is it just me like catching up or like is this like the best like seasonal story that like they've ever told and then so I started that kind of that kinda made me want to go to um you know some of the content creators and the podcasts and like the destiny people that I I normally uh, follow uh like my name is Bife uh, who's a big one that does lore videos and that's what I was kind of hearing from him, too. Like, this is, like, the high point for seasonal storytelling. So it was really cool to kind of jump back in and kind of get into a flow where, like, I actually really enjoyed what I was playing and the story I was uh, kind of being told. And it it wouldn't make sense, like, besides it being spoilery, it wouldn't make sense to anyone who hadn't played and understood the story of Forsaken for me to, like, tell you what happens. But it's a major, major... Uh, 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 thing to happen with a character who is involved in like the main uh, plot of Forsaken, who it, it doesn't matter because if you play Destiny, <laughs> you know. But it was just it was just it's just cool to like see something and like uh, uh, it it wasn't forced either because like a lot of times you know like in like a movie or a game or a show or whatever it's like or even like Avengers uh, like the Marvel universe where it's like how is this person back like they were dead <laughs> so that has happened but it makes complete sense in the world of destiny so it was just really cool to to get back like that and then i started uh kind of like pinging some of the old clan mates be like hey guys i'm thinking about raiding again so we did uh um the prophecy dungeon which i forgot how amazing it was the look the sound the the fights everything and then um we ended up doing uh uh, uh did the raid for the second time the deepstone crypt with a a, a group of clanmates And I've just kind of been playing it, like, every couple of days, I'll jump in for, like, 20, 30 minutes here and there, and, uh, if we have a little bit of time with the clan mates play for, like, up to, like, two, three hours, which, honestly, it's been a long time since I've been able to sit down for, like, an extended, uh, uh, kind of, uh, uh, gaming session like that, so it's, it's been cool, uh, to, to kind of get there. Um, once, uh, once I kind of got, like, to the point where I was like, alright, I feel like I'm kind of, you know, at a good spot now, um... I, I've got like a I've always got like a handful of goals within the game. Because you boot it up and you look at your cold quest screen and there's like certain quests that you gotta do PvP for, certain things are P V E things, certain things are just uh they'll have a certain nightfall that'll be double rewards for the week, so if you just want to grind it for like a better roll on a gun. So there's always something you can do, but I don't want to get lost in that like, you know, I always need to be doing something. So I'll kinda like look at that and I'm like Will I have fun doing this? Do I actually want that reward? You know, so I'm at a point right now where, like, every time I boot it up and play, I'm like, "Yeah, like that was fun, and I want to keep doing this." So it's just cool to kind of, you know, get in that rhythm with it. Um, there's still a little bit of time before this current season ends, which is uh, uh, early May, like May 11th. Um, and the next season, season fourteen, is a uh, uh, we don't know what the story is going to be or what the theme of the season is going to be. We'll find out like three days before. But the uh, very popular raid from Destiny One, the Vault of Glass, uh, does return in the next season, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, it was uh, it's a Vex themed raid. Uh, it was the first raid, if I remember correctly. I think Vault was first, and then Crota's End was second. Like themed so, okay.
2: after the crappy PS2 platformer with two X's. Uh,
0: uh, no. <laughs> but, well, maybe it was. <laughs> I don't have the statistics on that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and it's funny because the Vault of Glass is, there's a, there's an alien race. I don't know if you call them a race because they're more of like, uh. Uh, they They look like robots, but then you come to find out the robot is just the shell or like what they call the frame, and this kind of like white like viscous liquid that is like inside them, which is called radial area, is actually what's giving them like the sentience and like what's like you know willing these like kind of parts to move um so uh it's it's a really interesting uh uh again, I wouldn't know if you call it a race, but it's like an enemy faction, I guess you would say. so the vault of glass raid is based on the vex. And another cool thing about the Vex is they um, uh, the, basically what the Vex are doing is they are exploring all possible eventualities. They're exploring as many timelines as they can. So they don't call it like time travel, but they're able to open portals into like you know different dimensions, different uh, uh, you know uh, places like that. And what they're doing is they're exploring as many timelines as they can. To try to find the one where they win, and make that reality. So whenever you're fighting the Vex, you're always like going through a portal to like some crazy universe where like up is down and down is up because that's the way it is in this universe. And you got to fight, you know, this mind, who because they went into you know like uh, Orix's thrown uh, realm and figured out the sword logic and brought it back to there. So there's a there's a lot of uh, really super deep lore. Uh, If you're interested in that kind of stuff, like, you know, to get into uh, with the Vex. Um, But uh, but yeah, the 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 raid is called the Vault of Glass. And there wasn't another Vex raid until uh, uh, about 11, 12 months ago, a little bit longer than that, when uh, uh, the Black Garden uh, Garden of Salvation uh, raid came out and it's Vex themed. But it's it's all, like, instead of being, like, in, like, a crypt and, like, it's, like, stone and rock and machines everywhere, it was, like, glades and, you know, like, foliage and trees and stuff. So it was lovingly referred to uh, by Destiny fans as the Vault of Grass. Uh, so we have Vault of Glass and Vault of Grass, both Vogue. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so that's a, honestly, like, hugely exciting uh, event to be able to... Because the thing is... You can go back to Destiny One right now and play Vault of Glass. It's not that it's not there, but that's not the game that people, you know, are playing, right? So and also none of like not a lot of the weapons that are, you know, exclusive and like in D two are in D one and also like all the game systems are different, the subclasses are different. So getting to go back to Vault of Glass uh with the character you've built for the last, you know, four years in D two, um, it's gonna be really big and I'm really looking forward to that.
3: It's um,
2: cool to hear you being excited about Destiny again, because I feel like you've been kind of lukewarm on it for a while now, and yeah. I know it's one of your favorites, so it's,
0: it's yeah. nice. And, and, and I never fell out of, you know, liking the franchise, and I never fell out of, like, you know, kind of, like, keeping on top of, you know, like, uh, some some Twitter stuff, and some news, and some developers yeah, that I follow. Yeah, you, like... you
2: always talked about lore, and, like, you got the new vinyl yep. and stuff, but, like, it's just, yep. I haven't seen that excitement in you for a while
0: yeah and like now i'm actually like boot like and and then um i once i realized they were doing these weekly story beats and then i watched one of the one of the big destiny creators his name is datto or he goes by datto rather and um he, he put out a video where he was, like, it's... I mean, and he and he plays the game daily, you know, 6, 8, you know, 10 hours a day sometimes wow. if he's streaming. So, because uh, that's what they do. They he's a, he's a Twitch guy as well as a YouTube guy. So, and even he was, like, I haven't been, like, excited and looking forward to that, like, Tuesday weekly reset in a long time. It was just, like, uh, here's the weekly reset and I'll just do my Powerfuls again. But now that you have, like, a story beat to come back to, even if it's only, like, 45 minutes or an hour, you know, 20 minutes... It's full of story and it's moving things forward. And they said a little while ago when they, um, because the the last like major show or you know kind of like, uh, I don't know what you call it, like it wasn't like an expo, but it was like a major like two hour like reveal, like like a Twitch reveal. Um, a lot of people were thinking, okay, like if they're gonna hit that reset button and be like, all right, like we're making Destiny three, because you know that's the cycle everyone's kind of used to. Like this is when we're gonna find out about it. So they sat down and they were like, uh. After acknowledging the um uh, you know the pandemic and everything and the difficulties they've had, they said, "Okay, we had two choices you know, and you guys all know what they are. We either say okay, we have to we stop here, we start destiny three, and then the content goes there. Um, the other option we have is to move forward with destiny two and then you know just continue with with this uh, with this you know kind of game engine like uh all that stuff. They said we didn't want to." Say we're going to Destiny 3 because then what happens is we have to stop supporting Destiny 2 long enough to make that game because it's not like they're flipping it to another studio. Um, so they said we decided not to do that. It's part of the reason they brought in the Destiny Content Vault where they say, okay, the game's too big. It's like you know 138 gigs or whatever. They're like, here's these like three or four least used destinations, both like by people actually playing and going to them, and also story-wise. They said we're going to pull them out of the game put them in the vault just so it's less for us to manage and patch and like, you know, take some of these activities out. And what we're going to do is we're going to put a renewed focus on story and we're going to bring these events and locations and things back when it's appropriate for the story or like the, you know, what we're trying to, the story we're trying to tell. So there's a lot of negative feedback to that. They're like, you know, we've, we've paid for all this content. Like I want to be able to fly to Mars and, you know, like do escalation protocol there if I want to, because I already paid for it. So when they announced that, they were like, and the first thing we're doing, we're bringing the Cosmodrome back in Beyond Light, and Vault of Glass comes back, like, early uh, next year. And that was kind of when everybody was like, oh, we get it. You know, like, we're going to get some old content or some stuff we haven't had for a while, and, like, it's just going to kind of cycle in and out. But, so when they said that, and they said, okay, so now that we've decided we're sticking with D2 and we're just going to go forward, we want you to know that it's not just, uh, you know, just this nice expansion – they actually announced the next 3 years of uh, of destiny content so they said okay beyond light is coming out um uh, uh you know this uh, this was earlier you know like last year they said beyond light is coming out in the fall next uh you know like fall uh, like around the same time period is going to be the next major expansion the, uh the the um uh, it's it's called like the witch I it's Witch something, because it's it's Oryx's sister, um, uh, Savathun and uh, Zivu Arath, and then, like, the year after that is going to be Lightfall, and they said, and that is going to conclude, like, the Light versus Darkness saga that we've had since, like, the beginning of D1. They've been very kind of, like, mums about that, like, so people are like, so wait a minute, like, is this the end of Destiny, is it the end of Destiny as we know it, are is are at that point are we going to move to the other IP that everyone knows you're working on but you haven't told anyone what it is and they're kind of just like we're not saying maybe yeah, so, so 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 exactly <laughs> like all we know right now is um they're making they're continuing to support destiny with like full con- like fresh content for the next 3 years which is good to know um but it's cool to see some proof of that for the first time where it's like this is like the first uh a big season Um, uh, you know, since, uh, like, like, when the Beyond Light expansion comes out, you kind of have, you know, like a, a good amount of story content to play through the new locations. The dungeon comes out, the raid comes out. There's like a whole bunch of stuff you can do. And then once that's done, it's like, all right, and here's like the first season of, you know, content to follow that. Uh, sorry, this is actually the second seasonal, uh, season to follow the beginning of Beyond Light. Um, but it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's really, really cool. And if this is the plan for the next three years is when a new season starts. And and to be fair, the season has like eight or nine weeks of weekly content. So um, if you, you know, like miss a week or two, you can, you know, like catch up and play two or three weeks. Or if you come in like super late in the season, you can just play all that content, you know, like when you come into it. But if the plan is to have like weekly seasonal beat content for at the beginning of every season, that's awesome, especially if it's, like, as impactful as the story's been so far. So, yeah, really, really happy to get uh, get back into it. Uh, Crossplay, because I know you're all excited to play with me on your platform of choice, is not coming in Season 14, which starts in May. Um, I don't think they've actually said if it's coming in Season 15, which is going to start in, like, September. All they've said is it's coming this year. I would assume it's going to come in September because they're not going to do it in, like, you know december like well, maybe they would because that's like a good three months after the next major expansion comes out so uh so we will see but uh yeah good good amount of destiny talk it feels good <laughs> feels good to get the the destiny uh the radial area flowing you know <laughs> um so uh so that's this Des- destiny catch-up and um so i wanted to mention octopath traveler uh chris had mentioned it uh, kelsey's played it uh loved it uh, he mailed me a copy uh, years ago. It still hasn't arrived. Um, <laughs> so uh, I had a plan to play it with my oldest son, who is reading a whole lot more. He's playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, and you know, be, easily like is, is reading the dialogue there. So I'm like, all right, like maybe we could uh, kind of get into this a bit. Uh, Kelsey actually gave me the warning. He was like, I'd be surprised if he likes it. How but, old is you know, he two again? Uh, just turned seven. Okay. Uh, like most of the game
2: he'd he'd be fine with like maturity wise Mm. primrose's story in particular is pretty dark i don't know if you want Mm. a seven-year-old like learning about like uh what men force women to do sometimes and and the revenge they want on them because of that
0: oh wow yeah no i didn't did not expect (laughs) that turn yeah
2: a lot of them are like super light and fun and happy but there's like two that are Mm. pretty sinister
0: Gotcha, okay, maybe I'll just play it then. <laughs> so so the plan was to, you know, maybe, and, and the whole idea was, like, and you guys, you know, with kids have gone through this before, like, you love playing games with your kids, and there's times to play games with your kids, and then there's a time where you're like, all right, like, now Daddy's going to go, you know, play whatever he's going to play. But, like, without fail, like, even if it's, like, 10 o'clock, like, the kids will, like, sense that video games are being played somewhere, and they'll, like, find you, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And like, do you wanna do you wanna play Minecraft instead? Like, no, no, I don't. You know, I I really wanna play what exactly what I'm playing right now. So um so the idea was kinda like, oh if I could get Callahan to be like into it, then like maybe it could be a thing that we play together. Right. So
2: So there is a way around it that's pretty easy because it's really quarantined off in like chapters in that game. Mm-hmm. So you just don't play the story chapters for those two characters when okay. he's around and you can do all the other ones and just have fun if he's Love into it. it.
0: Love it. So, so yeah, so I wanted to bring it up because it's, it's you know, it's been on my radar. Uh, Chris mentioned it. Um, I definitely am going to give it a try uh, at some point very soon. And the music is an important piece that I uh, plan on uh, paying attention to. So I have not started that yet. And this one's super unfortunate. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it makes me sad. Uh, I am a, uh, as a big PC uh, uh, gamer for a long time, um, I was really into TIE Fighter. Really into X-wing, really into X-wing Alliance, like back in the the DOS uh, days, and then um, on the uh, N64, which is a little uh, little box Nintendo put out uh, a number of years ago, uh, put out Rogue Squadron. It's a big, big fan of that game, uh, so uh, and the Rogue and the Rogue Aquadron uh, variant. Uh, you got to get that expansion pack if you want like all those pixels on that title screen. Um, Supreme Allied Commander, um, just a ton of fun. And Do you ever then, play uh, Jedi Starfighter? Uh, I did not actually. Uh, also very it's, good. Yeah, I've I've heard great things. Um, I uh, I do not own a copy. I have um Battlefront. I have like Racer Revenge, Episode One Racer, obviously because I love. But yeah, yeah that's one weird. on my Star Wars list that is that I've not played yet. Not
1: like PS2 OG Xbox.
0: Yeah. I, yeah that's yep. The one. Yep. And I remember. I still. I can see the font like in my yeah. like on the on the the cover of it like that kind of like green like uh, uh like bannery kind of font. But yeah, I never played it. Um, but yeah so uh uh and then on the uh the game uh cube i guess how you say it uh the uh, rogue squadron uh game on the uh uh the gamecube um which i think was just like the uh like the ten level there, like there it was fairly two, basic two games on that
2: there was so uh, oh, you're right yeah rogue you're Leader
0: reading. and rogue squadron three.
2: And I think that's Rogue I, Leader was, like, a launch game, too. I think that came out right off the Right, of
0: that. yeah, because that, that's the first thing I played in the GameCube, like, at a KB Toys on a kiosk. And, like, I wasn't planning on getting a GameCube, and then I, like, played it, that first level, like, Looks on the X-Wing, good, yeah. and I was like, yeah. it looked good, it felt good, and I was like, oh, man, I'm getting a GameCube now, you know? So um, I've been a big fan of these. And, and of course, the the what everyone picks is their absolute favorite Star Wars uh, flight combat sim of all time uh Star Wars Arcade thirty two X. Uh big big fan of that one as well. Destroy um, enemy on... fighters. <laughs> yeah. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh honorable mentions for uh uh you know like uh the uh the rebel um uh what do you call it? Um the Sega C D uh oh, Rebel Assault, Assault, Assault games. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um but uh, they're they're not quite the same as the uh as the space flight sims. So I said we weren't going to talk about it a lot. Now I talked about it for for a while. And he didn't so, even mention
2: Masters of Teriskasi.
0: No, yeah, we're go- going into fighting now. Yeah, that was one. That was one of that was one of the first. Uh, I got three games for the PlayStation when we first got it, and that was one. It was <laughs> NHL, Final Fantasy VII, Masters of Teriskasi. <laughs> it's a good range, at least. Yeah, right. You got, little, yeah, little, right? You got to... diversity there exactly it's you're not like you know shooter 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 it's like eh, you kind of get to go around a bit i think one of the next games we got was probably racing so we we kept up with the uh with the variety probably test drive six or something so anyway um when uh when and kelsey knows this about me so when star wars squadrons was announced he was the first person that was like dude squadrons and i was like dude i'm there gonna be great so I grabbed a copy for like 10 or 15 bucks when it was on sale on the Epic Games Store. I think it was like a sale plus a coupon, and I got it for like 10 or 15 bucks. Um, I fired it up. I might've mentioned this on the show that the control with the, I I started trying to use the mouse and keyboard control was really weird. I do remember you
2: mentioned that a few weeks ago. It didn't
0: like, like, like you could move, like, I know you guys can see me. Not everyone can, but like, if you like moved within this range, it didn't move at all. You had to like leave that range. And like the more you left it, the more you would turn super weird. And like, one of you mentioned like, you know, can you turn that off? You probably could. I'm not great (laughs) at going into settings and finagling, So I was like, you know what, now that it's on Game Pass, I'm just going to do it on the Xbox because the controller is just going to handle like a controller and I'm good with that. So fired up squadrons on Game Pass and uh, uh, get the good out of the way. Uh, Looks awesome. Uh, Looks incredible. It turns out it is locked to first person. I've not figured out a way to get it off first person uh which isn't a bad thing necessarily but um you know just to kind of get the vibe of some of the other games that I really like in the rogue series um it'd be really nice to have that you know third uh uh third person as an option especially since when you're kind of pulled back from the cockpit a little bit and you see the whole ship you can kind of see ships like at, at your periphery that you wouldn't be able to see if you were in first person um i've since googled this too and i haven't found a way to, to change it off of first person so looks really good has a lot of like the feel of some of the uh the pc games originally because a lot of times the mission would start and then you would have you, you have like you know kind of main objective secondary objective and like maybe like a hidden objective and that got you like extra you know like points or like upgrades or whatever so you kind of have the same deal it's like okay like you jump into a mission it's like, all right your main objective is to like find the rebel you know rebel smugglers and so you, like, end up at this, like, kind of, like, uh, like port where, like, the ships are going in and out. So just like some of the original games, you just kind of, like, lock on to, uh, like, a freighter or whatever and just get close to it, like, within, like, a thousand meters, and it'll automatically start scanning. And then once you scan it, it'll, it'll say, like, right in there, oh, you know, like, food supplies or whatever. And then, like, you find the right one, and it's, like, it turns red, and it's, like, weapons. And it's like, oh, we found the rebel spies! And then you gotta, you know... Get the shield down low enough, and to where like the, the craft is disabled, and then your guys can kind of like kind of go bring it in. So that's so it starts off like that, where you start like scanning ships and scanning ships, but then it kind of takes a turn and it's like, oh, like you you're harassing my customers, and then all of a sudden like thirty X-wings show up, and you have to like fight them in a dogfight, and it's like, all right, I mean it's a Star Wars fighting fight sim, I guess kind of this makes sense, even though it's kind of weird and wonky. Um And then, so like you know, fought a bunch of X-wings, and it's it, it doesn't feel the same because you kind of have this um, uh, this mechanic where you can use the the D-pad on the controller to uh uh allocate more power to your like engines for like yeah that uh, agility was what handling. got me really interested in the game we yeah so like and you can like put it into your thrusters when you need it or yep.
2: shields when you need it
0: yep yeah. yep so so basically like you put it into like kind of like the agility. And then you can kind of just do everything quicker. Like, you get quicker turns, you know, like, uh, just more agile overall. And then there's put everything into just raw speed. No maneuverability, uh, but you could just really crank it. And then the last one is you put everything into your weapon system where, like, your lasers, uh, like, blasters, like, hit harder, recharge faster. Um, and then, like, the last option is, like, okay, like, balance it back out. Like, zero it, flat it out. So it's a really cool... Uh, kind of uh like uh idea and then in practice it just ends up being like as you think like oh i'm gonna totally do this but like they tell you they're like oh you're in combat now like put it into agility or sorry put it put it like all into your blasters and i'm like yeah but i don't want to put it into my blasters i want to be agile and i want to like you know dogfight like that so then you put it in your blasters and they're like no put do this Uh... you know like and i'm like all right so i do it i figure it's just tutorial right but, like, even after that tutorial, like, every time I'm, like, in the wrong mode, they're like, press this. I'm like, well, if you're going to make me do it... Just do it. don't I wonder
2: if that's, like, locked to the story mode then, because I think you can get a lot more
0: interesting in the multiplayer. I, I, I think you're 100% on that. So what I was going to say is what I've heard about the game just in general is the campaign is very short and somewhat limited and it really just acts as a tutorial for the multiplayer uh, which is where the game is supposed to like not supposed to but it's like where are like the meat of the game is right I, I bought a
2: copy of the game on
0: the boxing day sale and this makes me very sad now i haven't played it yet so and, and and here's the thing you might you might play it and be like you're out of your mind i have a blast with this and that's totally fine and and just like chris said like he sometimes you'll go to a game let me let that simmer. Let me go back to it. I've gone back to plenty of games, and I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking. This is awesome. So, like, you know, I I try to keep an open mind. So I I played that first mission, and uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that you kind of like go back and forth between like Empire and uh, Rebel pilot. Yeah. I think that was in the marketing material. Big time. Yeah. So uh, so um and it would be a spoiler to say what happens in the story of those guys. So I won't say that. So um. But what's interesting is it's a little bit like uh, probably a lot of games do this, but the one that that comes to mind is Halo 2, where like the alternating stories are from different points of view. But like a lot of times, like uh, it'll be like in a completely other area, you know, like Bobby is doing this over here and then Ricky is like, you know, 10 light years away here. It like it's like the same story and it's like you're this guy and then at the end of that mission, like then you're this guy. And it's so the story like moves together like in the same uh, group just on opposite sides. So that's kind of interesting. So I, I did the next mission, which was the rebel mission. Really cool. Getting to it opens up and like you get to uh, he does the same thing. Like it almost feels like because you can choose which pilot you want to start as. Do you want to be rebel or do you want to be uh, tie? So like I did the tie, and they taught me all the things. And then like you switch to the rebel uh, ship, and they teach you. All of the same thing. So I'm like, it must be because you can do either mission first. <laughs> so I'm flying by, you know, like all these like star destroyers and you can, and they're like, oh, you got to get close to like avoid, you know, the radar, the turbo lasers. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then you start getting hit and they're like, okay, like do full, like max out your speed so they can't hit you. So that was really cool because it actually like, you know, like made a difference with me going max speed. And then we kind of got to the dogfighting, and it's like, I just felt like in some of the other games there was like more method to like it wasn't just like all right, here's forty ships like destroy them all and then we'll keep going. And like both first missions were like, all right, here's thirty ships like just destroy them and then like the mission will be over. So um, I'm not going to say it's a total loss because uh, I I really really want to like it, Um, but just the initial impression of playing through those first two missions and kind of the way they let you kind of control the ship. Not having that third person option. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that I would like it if I could have skipped, but since it's kind of telling the story of the mission in real time, I kind of understand why you can't. Um, I'm just hoping that then that future missions just kind of like, like I always like the game to just let me play it, right? So, like, if the future missions just let me play it, it's going to turn around for me. But it was a little bit of a, uh, uh, a salty way to kind of start sure. uh, the experience with uh, i've heard
2: the vr that. is supposed to be very good on it um mm-hmm. and now that they've started teasing like playstation 5 controllers and headset details and stuff i'm mm-hmm. kind of waiting to see if that's going to be backwards compatible with the ps4 stuff and then mm-hmm. i, c- I want to play it with the newer better controllers not the like yep ones that come with the current
0: <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and that's something that I've thought about for a while. Is a, uh, you know, and, and even when VR, you know, had been around for a number of years, and Oculus was a thing, and, you know, the, what do you call it, the, the Vive. Yeah. And for the longest time, I'm like, like, why isn't there, you know, like of all the things that should be out there, like, this seems like the experience that you'd want to have. Yeah, people want a lightsaber and an X-Wing and make yep. that VR games. Come <laughs> Just let me, and, and just let me look out the window and like see them open up, you know. But like instead, to, they give it to EA. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cruel world. How much, uh, so, um, how much Dash Rindar
1: is in this one?
0: That's all I need to know. Uh, yeah just just a dash so far <laughs> just uh, not, nothing that i've seen um but uh uh man, do I love that uh, that poster that uh, brandon bird uh uh shadows of the empire shadows ninety six i think is the name of the work if you haven't seen it um i I don't remember if we were on air or off air and we talked about that last time the shadows of the empire like they tried to make like a whole like sub you know, I think seven, we were on like, air. Yeah, we were on air. Okay, yeah. So it was uh, Zizor, Empire, wasn't it like obviously. the bad guy? Yeah, Zizor. Zizor. Yep. Prince. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Brandon Bird gave it, uh I mean, it was never cast as a real thing or anything, but it was just it was books, right? And there was like a yeah. like a soundtrack CD and stuff. So he cast um, Edward Norton as Prince Zizor, which is a great little poster.
1: How, how they? Uh, how did they decide to put Marty McFly's like? Jacket on Dash Rendar. So. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> Must have been big at the time. It's uh, uh, or with the even with the concept, like a lot like following a handful of concept artists or like just artists in general on Twitter. It's interesting to like sometimes they'll put some of their you know some of the concept uh work up, and then you'll talk to them, and it's like oh like why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And like sometimes they're like oh, uh, like, that's the color marker I had on me, or, you know, like, oh, or I'm a big, you know, so you never know if there was just, like, a big uh, uh, Back to the Future fan and one of the concept artists, and they were like, yeah, yeah, we need him to have just orange vest, <laughs> <laughs> would be perfect. All right, so, so yeah, so hopefully uh, uh, Squadrons opens up for me a little bit, um, so right now it's, uh, um, it's still a little bit, uh, the, the jury's out. Um, so the only one I, other game I'll mention that I've played a bit more of is uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, after uh, finishing The Blind Forest and really enjoying it and then looking to see if there was a soundtrack on vinyl, and there is. Um, so I saw the soundtrack for Will of the Wisps, and that made me think, oh yeah, I've got to play this game. Plus uh, Pam's uh, video of like some of the best uh, uh, experiences she had last year, uh, Will of the Wisps was on that. So played a little bit more. Um, I don't remember how much I mentioned on the last show, uh, but I know when I first started, the 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 combat was very different. Because in the first game, you just kind of press X over and over again, and there's this kind of like, um, almost like beam of energy that just kind of leaves Ori, and just kind of like within like you know six or eight or ten feet, depending on your your. Um, Upgrades or whatever in the game will just kind of find the nearest enemy. And if it doesn't like get them, you just get closer to the enemy and like, or like wait for them to be there um, to kind of hit them. So it was kind of like this, like, um, uh, like magical, like, uh, you know, like kind of mythical type of way to attack things. And then early on in Will of the Wisps, you just have no weapon. And every once in a while, you'll like come across like a torch on the ground and then an enemy will show up and you can kind of swing the torch at them. I found out very quickly that. At first, I thought that it was, like, a really big timing problem with me and that you had to, like, swing it early because it took Ori a minute to, like, get it around. Then I realized I wasn't on game mode on my TV, (laughs) turned on game mode, and then I lost, like, 15 milliseconds of a delay and realized that it's actually, like, pretty precise. Um, So, uh, but, but still, you kill a few guys and then, like, you lose that torch or the torch goes out and now you're back to no weapon. That was just like the beginning, like 15, 20 minutes of the game, depending on how fast you play. Once you kind of get your, you know, your, your main weapon for the rest of the game, it is kind of like an energy thing, like the first game, but it's way more like Alucard in Symphony of the Night, where it's a, a like a blade that you're swinging. And, uh, like, and, or in Hollow Knight, I guess as well, where you can like swing it forward, swing it up, swing it down. And there's like a downstroke, like if you like jump and then you can kind of like, like, uh, jump off people like that and uh all the controls are are bindable so um once you kind of get more like there's like a heavy attack where you like swing this big like you know kind of energy hammer um i just bound that to b and then you end up getting this like energy like bow and arrow and i i personally bound that to y but what was so what's so cool about uh Will of the Wisp so far besides that it's beautiful um and the music is great and just overall vibe and just the feel of it is awesome it's like uh, blind forest was great and but will of the wisps is like such a massive improvement in like every single area it wasn't just like more of the same or they upgraded a few things like everything that could have been improved it like reminds me a lot of when i used to talk about assassin's creed 2 as much as i really like assassin's creed 1 i think like more than most people assassin's creed 2 to me was like i like like one over two yeah yeah I, I, we've talked about that, yeah, and like I remember like one was like you know uh you know obviously a big thing people were looking forward to, and then it came out, and like people were kind of like you know like like hit or miss on it uh i i I feel like I like it more than most people um and i, I know we've talked about it, and you really like that game a lot, and I feel like two to me was like one of the most improved sequels, even though I liked the first game, but two was had so many things uh added and put on there, which might be um like off putting to some people who didn't want that stuff added on there, but to me it was like, oh yeah like give me give me that, give me more of that so in Ori or sorry let's call uh, uh, in wisps um besides having like all these different weapons now that you can you know bind separately um you've now got um like uh, just kind of vendors throughout the world, but they like move depending on like where you are in the story, so you'll like come across them and they're like, oh how are you doing, like, do you want to buy a map for this area? But, like, you had to find that special area, like, uh, in the zone to kind of buy the map. Um, There's kind of, like, what seems to be, like, a home base where you meet this guy who's, like, kind of been, like, trying to repair the forest and, like, have this be, like, a sanctuary for people to come to. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, there's pieces of it that are kind of broken down. And, like, as you find, like, you know, materials while you're just out there, you can help him repair and, like, gets you more stuff that way um there's side quests where you'll just run into like friendly uh npcs out in the world like little animals and stuff that are like oh i really like i heard that you fought the like the huge wolf off like he like messed up my my you know cousin's house or whatever and then it's like side quest added so like oh i've actually got like you know like like quest logs and stuff in here and then just going through some of the menus of it you have um like certain upgrades that you can just earn through playing you have ones you can buy from vendors and I've already bought, like, a handful, and I'm like, okay, like, in the first game, everything was on, like, one big ability wheel. Like, you, you killed the thing, you got some spirit points, whatever they were called, and then you hit your pause menu, and it was like, here are all your offensive abilities, here's all your defensive, and here's all your support, and you could buy them just in, like, in order, like, one at a time, as long as you bought the one before it, all with that, like, same currency. So this, So this game now it's a bit more like a, a hollow Knight, where you kind of have like your, your weapons that you can then level up at like a blacksmith or whatever. You also have like the runes that you can get as many as you want, level them up differently. And you can only have like three or four or five, depending on, uh, you know, like your, your level in that area. And then you have these like passive abilities that you can get that are permanent. Um, so it, there's just like everything there was in, in the first one. It's not just that there's more, but there's, there's, there's uh uh the co- the combat actually uh 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 like i was, let me finish that thought it's not just that there's more but they've and it's not just that it, it's it's generic just to say it's improved but they've taken it in directions that I didn't expect them to to take it in it's hard to kind of explain that without playing both games um but uh another thing that they've done is now that it's not just like one kind of weapon that you just, like, shoot out, like, you know, with that one button, you have, like, different uh, weapons there. They've added boss fights, uh, which, there, I mean, there really weren't in the first game. Like, there's maybe, like, a like boss fights are the kind in the first game where, like, you just kind of have to, like, escape. It's all escape sequences. So, like, in Super Meat Boy and, like, other games that have stuff where it's like, all right, big monster is crushing the map and you have to get away from him before he crushes the map. So um, that happened a lot in the first game. But this one has um, a a couple of boss battles so far where it's, like, it's kind of like the big boss that covers, takes up, like, most of the screen, but, like, they telegraph all their moves. So, for me, who's not, like, a super high-skilled, you know, like, difficult game-playing player, I died, you know, five or six times fighting this boss, but, like, since they telegraph, it makes it a lot easier for me to, like, start learning, okay, if he bucks up, he's going to do the fire, Or if he kind of like, you know, like, um, what's it called when like, they kind of like rub their hoof on the ground. Okay. He's going to charge at me. (laughs) And then at the end of the charge, there's a big jump. If he doesn't do those things, he's going to charge and then there's going to be a medium jump in the middle. And it's like right after you learn the dash ability. So for someone like me, who's not usually able to figure out a boss fight without being like, all right to the YouTube, (laughs) how, how do I do this fight for me to actually be able to like die five or six times, Not get frustrated because the game communicated to me exactly what i was what i needed to know to beat that boss Uh, i'm just having a a great great amount of fun with it and what's so cool about it too is i know it's a weird jump to go over to something like uncharted but what i don't like about uncharted is the fighting what i do like about uncharted is the traversal i just want to turn on an option where i can do all the traversal and the environment puzzles and not have to like just randomly shoot 30 guys when like you hit like a wall and it's like all right here's the area where you got to shoot 30 guys so there's long segments of ori where you're not fighting anything it's all just traversing an area so what they've done is and it's not like like a lot of metroidvanias where it's like all right i've been to 40 different areas where i can't use where i can't access because i don't have the double jump yet so i'll come back when i have the double jump so you get the double jump pretty early on and there's this other ability you get where it's like, like the air dash. And you get that pretty early on. And then there's another ability where it's kind of like essentially the grappling hook, but it's like made of energy. And then there's another one where like you can like stick to walls. So it reminded me a little bit of Breath of the Wild in that sense, where like instead of getting the abilities kind of slowly over the course of the game, you kind of get most of all of the, tra- at least the traversal abilities in the game very early on. And it makes the traversal of the environments a lot of fun because you're never thinking, I probably don't have the thing that I need to to get through here. Like, you you just have to figure out, like, the way you use those traversal abilities to do it. Um, so it's, it's really cool. And, and the cool thing, too, is you'll get, like, a map for a segment. And then, like, it'll kind of back up. And you figure, okay, it's going to show me, like, you know, this area that I'm in. And you pay for a map. And then, like, the whole thing zooms out. And it shows you, like... more than you thought was going to be there for just this like one little area so there just seems to be a lot to explore um story's great there is voice acting but it's all subtitled because they're speaking like a mythical animal language that like is not english so it's like oh and then like it's just subtitled with oh your, your friend has been here like we will help you find him so just really 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 cool um really digging it a lot so, uh, uh and as as we talked about, you know, Destiny before, as great as it is to kinda have like that staple game, it's so cool to have, you know, something else just in the queue that you can be like, Alright, I don't have, you know, forty five or an hour and a half right now, but let's do, you know, Ori for twenty minutes and it's it's you know, you can still do, just do something. The other big thing that's a change, last thing I'll mention about it, is the the save system. Um, the first game, if you like started the game and then got like, you know, 38 minutes like and you're like playing and you get like far down the map or whatever and then you die you go back to like where you were like 38 minutes ago at any given time you can spend a very very small amount of energy that you can replenish very easily by killing like pretty much anything you just hold the B button and it's like shoo, boom okay that's your respawn point point. and it took like you had to wait for it to recharge to re-, re like fresh but it was only like 10 seconds so you could like beat two or three more enemies get to the next screen and be like... And, like, if you... So if you, like, jumped into a pit and died, you would just respawn there instantly. So what was cool about it was it was very cheap resource-wise. It was very easy to do. The problem with it is... It's so easy to forget to do that. <laughs> Especially if you like haven't died for a while. So you'd hit a point where like you would die and like as soon as you would die like some stupid thing like you fell into a thing or like an enemy popped out or like a mine blew you up before you even respawn the first thing is like <gasps> I haven't done that weird little save thing in like 20 minutes and then you would just end up really far away and like I kind of get, like, where they're going with it, but I guess they just kind of decided to abandon that completely because they never mention it in the second game, and whenever you die anywhere for whatever reason, you just kind of, like, respawn, like, in that same area, like, maybe, like, a screen back, so... But, yeah, it's, uh... I'd still highly recommend playing uh, Blind Forest, but, yeah, Will is is terrific so far. So far. And uh, last thing I'll mention is just a couple of uh, vinyl pickups. Um, the... Uh, uh, the what do you call it the um uh, Hades uh vinyl that I may have mentioned on a previous uh episode that I bought for myself and for Pam to sell, help save her from some uh, outrageous <laughs> canadian shipping got an email a few days ago said hey we're really sorry oh. uh the vinyls are are like still scheduled to be made on time but the jackets, like the manufacturing and the production of the jackets, has been pushed back uh, like six months. Oh, I thought you were going so, to say they canceled them. No, no, not <laughs> canceled, which would have been the worst. So the good news is we're still getting it. Uh, and, and they said it right in the email. Uh, and before you ask, no, we would not consider shipping the records without the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to so, the Goodwill but, and get like some old uh, – like. 60s guess, yeah. Christmas albums. And... Just put it in a ta- yeah, <laughs> so um, so I, I forwarded the message to Pam. I was like, "Hey, bad news," and she was like, "Oh, that's quite the delay." So the good news is we'll still get it. The bad news is they're estimating December now instead of like May, which is weird because it's like, man, like you wouldn't think it would take that long to make just some jackets for like I don't know a thousand, maybe you know two thousand records. So um, uh, and the other one I just wanted to mention Tron Legacy, uh, which is uh, uh, a um. Uh, What are they called? Um, uh, Daft Punk, uh, uh, the soundtrack uh, for the film. Very, very popular. Mondo released the vinyl last year, I think it was. Sold out very quickly. It's several hundred dollars on the secondary market already, which is garbage. I hate that stuff. Um, Except when I'm reselling and then it's awesome. (laughs) Um, So there was a second print of it uh, this past uh, week, which I was looking forward to. Uh, I was sitting at the computer. I was refreshing. I was ready to go. Had it in the cart. Uh, went to check, like, like got all my stuff in there. Like what okay. Like finalize order. And it was like, Oh, like one of the items in your carts, like no longer available. So they don't reserve the item when it's in your cart, which is like uh, 1987 internet stuff. Um, and plus it's like, you know, I was really upset. I was like, you know, these little 30 second drops that like sell out with bots and like scalpers in five seconds, they help no one. Absolutely no one. So, but I was really impressed that Mondo tweeted uh, uh, um, shortly after that. They were like, "That's the fastest we've ever sold any record." Um, and they, and so they they don't normally talk like numbers and stuff like that, but they said um, we they said we sold five thousand records in one hundred seconds, um, which I didn't think they would have made five thousand of that. So that's actually a well, pretty well, Daft good number. Punk just broke up. They did, so... and also and also like Tron, like this this soundtrack was hard to find. Before they broke up you know in the last right. drop of a thousand, so um and what they said in the tweet was, you know we sold five thousand in a hundred seconds, they said we're going through now, and we're canceling orders uh to like like duplicate orders or like duplicate addresses or whatever um and of course we'll see about you know making some more, but vinyl is a is a weird animal because um it's I know everyone says the same, they're like, oh, you know, like, just make more, right? So with, with production of vinyl records, I mean, all those presses, like, they're all scheduled, like, lots of different people are trying to make records and have them pressed and have them, have them done, so it's, it's a lot like making board games. Like, you kind of get, got to get, like, on the manufacturing schedule, and there's, like, a, a time for it, well,
1: so. And the problem is, too, is, you know, all those record presses that existed in the 80s, you know, got lots of them, got just got... Destroyed, And so now they're ramping yep. back up again. So there just isn't yep. the industry that there used to be. It'd be like if you wanted to sell a lot of cassettes, right? I mean, just yeah. those machines to do that aren't around much anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. So, uh, So yeah, I just wanted to take a, a minute to acknowledge the uh, – I don't know if it's just that it's Tron. But the same thing, like earlier today – there's a Coen Brothers movie that I love called Inside Lou and Davis that has an unbelievable soundtrack, and it's kind of got like a like a it's it's based on, it's it's fictional character, but it takes place in like the folk music scene in like the the '60s in New York. At the very end of the film, like Bob Dylan, like not part of the story, but like kind of like in the same club they're in. They're, oh, here's this new guy, Bob Dylan. He's coming up, so it's like that's the scene they're in. Um, this soundtrack's been impossible to find forever, and I'm not paying scalper prices. Uh, and someone posted on reddit like oh like inside luwan davis is on amazon like must be a repression it was like 30 bucks i'm like oh i'll grab one i i saw this thing like 8 minutes after it happened and it's like, oh yeah it's gone uh but not only is it gone then somebody like went to ebay and was like yeah like whoever bought like nine of them like they're triple the price on like the ones they just bought are triple the price so yeah it's uh it's it's frustrating and it just takes me back to like man, this is what we're going through with the PlayStation. It's what people are going through with the Switch. Uh, it's, uh, it's rough. It's it's, it's it's what people are going through with the, you know, the G-Force. And, you know, it's hard to point your finger at, like, one thing. Like, it's the scalpers. It's the supply chain. It's the pandemic. It's shipping. It's, you know, like, but it just, and I know, like, to, like, the layman, you just kind of, like, look at it, and you're like, just make more, <laughs> you know, or, like, yeah, just order doesn't just doesn't work why way? didn't you have more, you know, but it's I I don't know how you solve the problem, but it's it seems like it's across the uh uh sure. the industry. This is what I would
1: tell you. Go into your favorite fast food restaurant that you really love the food of and order a thousand of whatever <laughs> it is and then watch yeah. what happens. The answer is yeah. they won't have it. Right? There right. is a magical so, supply so- somewhere.
0: Right. So so part of it definitely is the unprecedented nature of some of these things. But then there's other things where it's like, oh, this is actually quite precedented. So, you know, some of it could be planning, some of it could be logistics. You're absolutely right. It's like and using McDonald's as an example. Remember when like McDonald's came back and was like, yo, breakfast all the time now. Like the first week that happened, all the restaurants were like, they didn't tell us they were doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, like, like, no, we can't give you that. Were muffin, up, sorry. For, people are showing up for hash browns and they're like, uh I mean like we have to fire the machine up. It's gonna be like thirty eight minutes. You're like, oh but McDonald's said that. yeah, well, I mean, there's only so much I can do, <laughs> right. you know, so yeah, it's uh I guess I guess. Or the a little Popeye's bit of it's just chicken baliation.
1: sandwich saga that we all heard about not too long yeah, ago, right? right? So
0: Yep. Yeah, cra- craziness, so that's just a little bit more of my belly aching, not being able to find the products that I want. So a little, little bit of privilege uh, for me to throw that out there, but it still bothers me. I can't find my stuff that I want. All right, so into our main topic, uh, uh, and just a little kind of bit of background, how we kind of got into this. We're always, you know, kind of talking behind the scenes, like what can we talk about, things like that. On the Discord. And, so if
1: you want to, you know, yeah, jump a little uh, yeah. Patreon, throw a buck, you can on get on Patreon these conversations yeah. that do
0: the show wouldn't if, if you're sitting there thinking why don 't they ever talk about this on a show? We need you <laughs> in the discord to help us out so we were just kind of having a chat in the, the discord and also in the uh, uh in the little slack chat we have with some friends and I just kind of mentioned um in front of you know several of our friends who are big Nintendo fans that besides the handful of switch exclusives that i've played and liked there's nothing current or in the future besides the upcoming skyward sword remaster sword uh that i'm interested in uh playing on the switch and this kicked off a barrage of nintendo rage um (laughs) which uh to be fair is the friendliest and most adorable of rages (laughs) so it wasn't like inconvenient uh, for me to uh to have this uh directed at me so um after uh Unfriending and refriending me <laughs> on all social media platforms. Some of the Nintendo Bros uh, came back to the conversation and said, "Okay, like here, here's some, here's some, uh, you know, some Switch games. Like let's talk about these, this and that." So, um, it was actually Kelsey's idea. He said, "Why don't we talk about you know some uh, some Switch uh, uh, games for maybe the Switch cynic?" So, so that's not a bad idea. So we were going to talk about. I uh, take a few minutes to talk about some Switch games uh, for you know the the the, not the typical Nintendo fan, um, so uh, the people who aren't into you know like Animal Crossing, Paper Mario, Mario Kart, uh, stuff like that. Um, so uh, so yeah, I just thought we'd start this off by saying which exclusives that I have played and really really enjoyed, um, and those are essentially Super Mario Odyssey, um, which I'm so is so glad
2: that's on your list. I love. That oh game. my
0: gosh, it's it's, it's one good. of my favorite. And, and I know it's always, like, a little bit of, like, rose-colored glasses when you look back, but, like, in my mind, like, Super Mario uh, Galaxy has such a high place as a game that, like, just pulled me back into, like, that Nintendo-style, uh, uh, you know, kind of Mario platformer. I was pretty much all Xbox, and then Galaxy happened, and I'm like, ah, oh, let me give this a shot. And I'm telling you, like, like, nothing pulled me away from, like, every other game that was out there like this did, and I just wanted to play it. And I didn't want to, you know, grind for achievements or, you know, like, do whatever else, other stuff I was doing on a regular basis. I just wanted to play Mario Galaxy. So, like, in my mind, when someone says, oh, what's your favorite Mario game? I think Mario Galaxy, just because of how strong my, my memory was with it's Galaxy. True. It's but still looking, really good. I played through it yeah. last year before all the lockdown stuff went into, mm-hmm. and,
2: yeah, they hold up yeah.
0: really good. So, So, like, looking at it objectively... You know, Mario Odyssey's got to be in my conversation for like personal favorite Mario game. Um, so yeah, so Mario Odyssey for sure. Breath of the Wild, even though it's not my favorite Zelda game, um, I played through the entire thing. I really did enjoy my time with it, so had to mention that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, have not finished it yet. I've really enjoyed it so far. Uh, kind of wanted to play it with the kids, they were super into it for a while, and now they just kind of want to play Pokemon, so I always bug them, I'm like, oh, let's let's keep playing Luigi's Mansion, we try to get through it, so still got to finish that. Um, th- those are kind of the big ones, like, I've tried, you know, like, like Mario, there's games that I like that I don't ever, like, think about or want to play, like, if my kids are like, I want to play Mario Kart, yeah, sure, but, like, I will never pick up Mario Kart on my own, you know, okay. so it's... Uh, and then, um, the, the one that I wanted to mention that I'm interested in but is not an exclusive is Hades that's the one that every time I load up the eShop and it's kind of on there I'm like ooh that's the one I'm tempted to actually grab um, so yeah so I just wanted to kind of uh, let you guys each uh, give like your kind of like personal stance on Nintendo it's kind of the same thing like what you've played, uh, what you like what you're kind of not into and kind of where it fits into your gaming rotation so Chris is, that, uh, is the Switch something that kind of sees some some play in between Dark Souls 2 playthroughs <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I, I had to laugh that, you see, you, you're getting some of the feeling I get when I make jokes about the Vita not having any games. So, you know, it's...
2: Uh, <laughs> that's true, at least. That's
1: true. <laughs> at least the Switch does have more games. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it does. I, as I mentioned, again, you know, and in my house, it's mostly the kid's system. And it's because it's portable, right? So when I play Switch, I play on the TV because I'm old. I like to sit in the couch, and I like the pro controller. I hate those stupid Joy-Cons. I'm going to be real honest with you. <laughs> hate them. I hate the way they feel. Yep. I don't like playing this thing in handheld mode. I just don't. It's bad, bad, bad. But as far as, like, a console hooked up to a TV, good stuff. Um, is it my platform of choice? No, because it doesn't offer me anything. Again, I don't care about the portable part of it. It doesn't appeal to me. Um Uh, again, I I don't like any of that experience that goes around with it. If I want to play an Nintendo portable, 3DS, yes. Good. Controls well. Switch, i got to be real honest with you, thank God it's got that little kickstand to go with the Pro Controller because if not, I'd never take that thing off its dock
0: it is interesting hearing you say that the 3ds is a positive uh handheld experience with the controls being so similar in size at least like on the button side of things to the size of the button it's got a real d-pad at least though too <laughs> yeah. it's got a real d-pad
1: and those analog nubby things on the joy cons are trash
2: they're not like that sweet nub on the 3DS for the camera, right? Thank
0: goodness I never <laughs> have to use that, right? Yeah. That's all I can say about that. I, think I never the, have to I, use I, it. I think, the, I think the only game I had to use that on was Dream Drop Distance. Xenoblade Chronicles was um, oh, Xenoblade. One yeah, so that's right. That supported that. it. Yeah, new. So pretty that, much
1: all the other games that, I played, you could just use the D-pad, right? I never had to yeah. do that stupid circle-y thing. Yeah. About, it was okay. But anyway. So
0: so, so just speaking about the controls, yeah. it, uh, um, so I started off with a... Uh, you know, the OG Switch, just black Joy Cons. Yep, we eventually we got. got the, what do you call it? The neon the light? blue and oh, red light. Okay. Oh, the, no, the Joy Cons. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's, like, it's like that, like, I just forget, different like, think joy blue and neon red or whatever. Yeah. But they were, but it, they were like a couple of years later. I don't know if there's a revision difference. Um, they feel pretty similar to me. Um, uh, but I'll tell you, we got a Switch light mainly because like we just you know once the two boys started fighting about the switch a lot of it's like all right let's just have another one and i gotta tell you i really and rich recently on the uh, the playcast said that he's not a fan of the light um like doesn't like the way it feels as much and the screen being smaller i actually don't notice the screen being smaller like it might be like really really close you know like maybe like you know point whatever inches difference i don't notice it but I got to tell you, I actually really like the way the Switch Lite feels in my hand compared to the OG Switch. And I don't know if that's a common thing out there. I Yeah, do think the no, deep, it, I haven't put a ton
2: of time into it. But my son, once in a while, he'll be like, check this thing out. And
0: he'll pass me a Switch Lite. And I'll just, like, I'm there for five minutes with it. But I totally agree. Like, it feels yeah. so it, good. It, it, there's something about it, and I don't know if it's because you know it's one piece. I don't know if it's because you know, like I, I haven't really like closely inspected like the contour, like where like the triggers kind of come out. There's something just fundamentally different about the way it feels, uh, and I and I it's I, I can't quite put my finger on it beyond that, but it, to me it just feels better in the hand. Um, the other thing is, I mean, it does have a D-pad. It's very muddy from, like, just my experience with it. Like, it doesn't have, like, any kind of clickiness to it. It just kind of feels like it's on, like, a center rocker and, like, uh, so, like, but at the same time, I've been so conditioned away from the D-pad, like, even on, like, you know, like, uh, you know, Xbox and PlayStation games, like, there was a time when there was still things I would do with a D-pad, like, racing. I would always just kind of, like, control just, like, with the D-pad, like, just because I could just, like, pop, a pop, like, over, over. Uh, fighting games I probably still will like that but that's probably it but I've gotten so conditioned to the analog stick that a lot of times like there's this there's this D-pad argument among people oh the D-pad's not as good oh the D-pad's better oh I didn't even have a D-pad and I'm like I I have negative interest in how good the D-pad is because I'm using it in menus playing uh, that DuckTales remake
2: with my daughter I I didn't even think like it was past the the Wii U pro controller and then she's like, "Okay, your turn." And she's like, "Why are you pushing those buttons?" I'm like, which buttons
3: different?" And she's like,
2: "That one that looks like an X." And I said, "You weren't using that one." She's like, "No." She's, she's "Why would I use that one?" And I'm like, "Because you can pogo way better." And then she, I yep. was trying to get her to try, it. and she's like, "No, I'm not do that." She
0: to try. <laughs> I, I I do think that if uh, there might be some muscle memory kicks in, like if I went to play something like. Uh, bionic commando you know or like something that i had played on a d-pad i might just kind of default to that because of the comfort with it but I, I forget what game it was but there was some racing game that didn't let you use the d-pad so the only so like you know what it was it was you could steer with the analog stick and the d-pad was something else that you couldn't unbind it was either like setting radio stations or like you know changing the view of the camera or whatever True. so I was like all right if I'm going to keep playing this, <laughs> i got to use the analog sticks. That's kind of where I switched over. But, yeah, it's funny because I'll look at my kids, and they don't, they don't know what's called that. Like, I forget. They were asking me in a game, like, oh, like, how do you do this? And I, like, I was like, well, give it to me. And, like, I kind of pressed every button. And I was like, oh, it's the D-pad. And I handed it to them. And they were like, what? And I was like, it's the D-pad. Like, up on the D-pad. And they like held it up and they're like, which one, which one is that? Like, oh, like this directional pad. And then when they had to like repeat that back to me like a few minutes later or like to the other one and like one said to the other, he's like, oh, he pressed, he didn't say press up on the D-pad. He's like, press up on the one that looks like an addition. <laughs> 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 it trained your kids it's better. Like, yeah. That's what it is. So, but yeah, it's, uh. Yeah, so just we gotten a little little thing on on the hardware there, but uh well, so yeah, so that was uh, Kelsey's ex- or sorry, uh, Chris's uh, kind of um uh you know, the way the Switch kind of fits in the routine. So Kelsey, I, obviously you have kids, you've talked about playing games with them before, is I assume the Switch is very heavy in the rotation at your house.
2: Yeah, so much so that like you we got the Switch light so my son can play whenever he wants uh in his room too. If I want the TV, um I unlike Chris I I love it in handheld mode. Um, I also love it in docked mode. So I'm I'm good to go either way, and it's nice to be able to bring it to work with me sometimes. Um, yeah, like when I played Octopath Traveler, I think I played that about like eighty ninety percent docked. Um, mm-hmm. But most other games, I'll switch back and forth with and do about fifty fifty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, before the before the kids were really playing, um, I was doing everything docked. Um, and then, because like you know, no one else is trying to grab the TV, you know, like like my wife would be in the other room, or like no one else is trying to play it. And then we really weren't traveling a whole lot, but like you know, you'd bring it if you we flew down to Disney or something like that. You know, you play it in the airplane, the car, or sorry, the the hotel. Um, it's been a long time. I just played it a couple of weeks ago because like my kids were upstairs and I was kind of getting some cable set up down here. So I brought it down and I, I put it down and I charged the Pro controller and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna play Cuphead. I sat here and I played Cuphead for a little bit and it was the first time I had played with a pro controller in a long time and I forgot how bad the placement is of like the home button versus like the what is it, not the start button I have actually got it right here, yeah the plus like the plus button and the home button are like...
2: The one that looks like an addition (laughs) Yeah, the one that looks
0: like an addition (laughs) and uh, yeah, so because I was constantly going to the home screen instead of pausing the game uh, but yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I've always really liked the system, but at the same time, never been like one of these people that like fawns over like everything that Nintendo puts out. Like I'm willing to give something a try, but like you know, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit uh, uh, with some of the recommendations. But I, I really feel like more so than anyone else that there are Nintendo people are that are out there that are like. I'm a Nintendo person, and like if Nintendo puts something out, I'm going to trust that they know it's the best thing that can be put out, and I'm going to get it, and I'm going to fight for it. <laughs> I'm going to tell people they're wrong about it. So, I, I just feel like I get that more than other places. They're, they're
1: called ARMS players. Not,
0: <laughs> they're called uh, uh, eSports athletes <laughs> in, the, in the ARMS world. So... All right, so um, uh, we thought we'd uh, uh, so again just to give everyone a kind of little primer about where we are with the Switch and uh, uh, how fanatical we are. Um, so uh, uh, I guess we'll start with Kelsey. Um, so quick question before we get into your uh, your games: Why do you think Nintendo fans uh, are so fanatically hostile towards people who don't fall all over themselves when a D list character from a game they've never played is added as a support character in Smash?
2: Um, assuming you want a real answer i I think <laughs> yeah. it's that tribalism that every platform has um I, I see it with Xbox people defending first party first party studios right now and games Pass. Mm. I see it with the Sony guys you know defending the exclusives they have like every everybody's got something
0: mm. um, it's a good I, word tribalism yeah
2: Nintendo's been around longer, so maybe they have just more people baked in that have you know grew up with the system so I don't know. But uh, yeah. it's silly. Don't get upset over yeah. video game things. <laughs> no, yeah. Let people and, and enjoy I, what they want and don't enjoy what I, they don't want to enjoy. I
0: I really try to take it as just like kind of like you know gentle little you know friendly nudging here and there. Like uh, like Rich is a big Sony guy, so like we'll poke him a little bit uh, with the Sony stuff, and you know the Nintendo guys will poke back at like the large ridiculous original Xbox controller. You know, like I I think it is just like fun stuff to kind of uh, to kind of pop yeah. around with. And, uh, uh, but it, it is, and I, I also do wonder about Nintendo just generally. Like, I know they, they, they kind of, there's maybe this stigma out there that it's kind of like the cutesy, the family, like the more kind of like universally accessible. And I don't know if it's because not everyone else's content is, is, you know, kind of has, like those similar themes or like whenever another company tries to do that, it doesn't hit the way Nintendo does if they just do it better. But the, an argument I see a lot from Nintendo people is like, oh, they just put out like the highest quality stuff out there. And yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, Like in terms of like needing a day one patch, I think they do like Mm. every other company, even first party stuff. Like if you buy a, a game the first day, it's kind of rough a lot of times unless you download the day one patch assuming there is one. If you don't have internet access, that's an issue whereas with the Nintendo games like you get the finished, tested, polished product the day it comes out. Like you don't have to wait 6 months for that really good version of it. Like it it's awesome right off the bat.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, so as far as like uh um uh like that polish and that uh like most complete products. Um, yeah, I think they still really have that going for them, big time. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think that's hard to argue against, just given how many, you know, things come out and like listening to
2: our friend Adam, he's he's recently got a PS5 and he's been trying to play Sackboy and he's like I'm having crashes and it's doing these things, (laughs) like I'm I've got all the updates and we've been playing it for a while and it feels kind of like a Nintendo game now, but that's not the experience he's having because he doesn't have that first patch.
0: Gotcha. So cool. Yeah, so um, so just getting a little bit of that silliness out of the way. Um, so now let's, let's get to the meat of it. Plus, how let's dare talk... you
2: call Terry Bogard a D-list
0: character? <laughs> uh, I would call Terry Bogard D-list if uh, anybody knew who Terry Bogard was. <laughs> Crack shoot? Come on, man! <laughs> you mean you gotta use your hands? <laughs> Power wave! I mean, killer? everybody
1: knows Terry Bogard.
0: <laughs> yeah, pro- pro- probably from our light gun episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah let's get into the meat of it and talk about um a handful of uh uh nintendo switch exclusives that you can recommend to like not the typical nintendo mm-hmm. fan so not the animal crossings uh, uh or uh you know kind of the Mario uh, Zelda, the, the offerings like you the see really, for the really Mario. Ones? Okay. right yeah and uh uh so yeah so um why don't we start with uh mr nintendo himself we got uh kelsey up first what do you got for mm-hmm. me so
2: what what are some of your favorite genres before I dig into cuz I've right. got a big list. I want to
0: narrow this down a bit. Great great question. So and and a little bit of my answer comes down to what I know is available on Nintendo, like I I'm, Do, I'm don't not answer t-
2: with what you know it's
0: available. Just what's your favorite okay. genres to play anywhere?
2: PC, gotcha. Xbox, whatever.
0: Okay. So, uh Destiny's not on the Switch. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um I it's 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 weird just to say like shooter because like when like the new hot shooter comes out like i don't care for titanfall i don't care for call of duty like it's it's not just like the shooter that does it for me so um i like just sci-fi themes in general yeah. uh fantasy um and not fantasy like final fantasy crystals like sci-fi fantasy like aliens mass effect you know like destiny obviously stuff like that um, there is kind of like that little soft spot for that, like the JRPG style game that I used to play and love. That I just feel like I don't have time for anymore, and I'm always trying to convince, like, like asking myself that question, like, could I, could I play another hundred hour RPG if, like, I really, you know, like just did it like an hour at a time? Here Making my
2: list, like, Nintendo has a lot of RPGs and they're they're stable. That like I just don't really think of them as a big RPG company, but there's a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so so the RPG are definitely a big piece of it. Um I haven't played a racing game in a long time, but like once I sink my teeth into a racing game that I really like, I'll I'll put a lot of time into it. Um and then uh uh so something uh I've been doing a lot, uh, doing a lot lately with games is, uh, just games with exploration, um, stuff like Outer Wilds, uh, which I know you just recently kind of started sinking your teeth Mm -hmm. into. Um, so something that's, um, not necessarily story heavy, but that has a deep world that I can explore, um, uh, and kind of like, you know, figure out, uh, you know, what the underlying story is, um, if I want to, uh, and not find out about it in an unskippable cutscene. Uh, that's something that I look for. And yeah, I mean, there's there's always like kind of like the outliers too. Like I don't consider myself a strategy fan. Like we were talking about before, but like Into the Breach kind of like caught my eye because it was the developer of another game that I, another game that I really liked, and I kind of tried it out, and I'm like, oh, cool. And you talk about XCOM next.
2: too? You like
0: that one? Yeah, a lot. yeah. XCOM's great. Um. So, but at the same time, uh, I've I don't play any other tactics games besides like XCOM and i've tried into the breach and you you get you kind of consider like civilization and um uh, like beyond earth i mean those are tactical in nature even though they're not like kind of like what you consider like one of those like tact like the console style tactics games so so yeah that's that's kind (laughs) of where my my general interests are and
2: what's your experience with the wii u are we counting the enhanced ports from that system as exclusives or do you just want to leave those off the list
0: Oh uh, no, we we can because my experience with the Wii U is I got one super late, played through uh, uh, Mario 3D Worlds, and started Wind Waker HD, and that I really really like Wind Waker. Wind Waker it's one of my favorite. Uh, it's probably like in my top three Zelda games, and you know just kind of like lost steam playing that and ended up getting rid of the Wii U. So the only Wii U uh, I've played is uh, 3D Worlds. Okay, and
2: last qualifier question. Are you looking specifically just for, like, this is for build time
0: games, or are you looking for games that you can play with your kids as well, or a little bit of both? So, mostly build time games, because there are things that we already have that we can play with the kids, but, you know, we're always looking for, like, something that could be fun, but, like, you know, we have Mario Party, we don't play it a ton, we have Mario Kart, we don't play it a ton, we have, uh, you crazy, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and it's and again, it's not so much me. It's like when it comes to Switch family time, it's like, what do the kids want to play? Sure. And they'll come to me and they're like, oh, do you want to play Pokemon Sword? And it's like, well, I mean, one of us will watch the other play that game. Like, what do you want to play together? So when you look at multiplayer games, we got Mario Party, Mario Kart. Um, you probably don't consider Minecraft, even though you can get two people in together on the same uh, Minecraft console game or, you know, multiplayer with Xbox because it's cross-platform. And Luigi's Mansion, kind of, because you got Luigi. Yeah, once you get Luigi, it's totally cool. And those are the big ones I can think of that... Uh, um, but again, if we're going to sit down, it's usually the kids deciding. And this is not me saying this, the Xbox guy, but like if we're going to sit down and play something together, more often than not, they're like, let's play the Xbox. Because Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, um, or... Um, they, they just tend to prefer Minecraft on the Xbox for whatever reason. Um I think they're pretty much the same except for the uh, Nintendo version has the Mario like st- like theme stuff like kind of preloaded into it with the music and the worlds and stuff yeah. like that. So and oh, yeah. and just game and just Game Pass. Like they've gotten into a routine like we'll go we'll open up the Game Pass page and they just know anything's available. And that's where they're like, what's that Pikuniku jam? And that's where we found Pikuniku, you know, so it's uh I think that might be like an mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word? Like almost like a subconscious thing with them. Like they don't think in their heads. I would like to play Xbox because of Game Pass. They just know they have like a place where True. they can just choose. Get the anything. library. Yep. Yeah.
2: Okay, I think you helped me narrow narrow it down quite a bit here. Cool. So my first recommendation is actually a game that I haven't even played yet, but I really want to. It's very high on my <laughs> Switch want sure. list as well, and I've researched it a bunch. Um, so I feel confident recommending this, even though I haven't played right. it yet. Let's get uh, it's got two copies Astral chain from platinum Games Nintendo Switch exclusive. it is mm. sci-fi it is okay. action heavy it's mm-hmm. got a really cool story. You're like a police officer and this uh you've got this like spectral like robot like digitally chained to you, so <laughs> you know like knuckles Chaotix where you've got like the the literal chain between you. So similar idea, but when you're in combat, because it's a digital chain, this this creature can go any distance from you, and then when you need it back to like help, you can like just whip it back to you like at any moment. And so the combat's like fast and fluid, like every Platinum games. Uh, but yeah, like you've got a really Blade Runner aesthetic to it, which I know you're a big fan of. Uh, it's got a really cool synth wave soundtrack, and Oof. it's got that like Platinum games like hyper polished, like quick, fun, punchy combat. Uh, the whole way through um i don't know how you feel about like an anime aesthetic because it does look a little more anime than a lot of uh other platinum stuff
0: but so, so uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you you're saying a lot of words that i like the sound of yeah um do you like synth wave like, do you like akira and...
2: do you like akira uh
0: ab- absolutely okay um, so and, that, but, that's so... the
2: kind of anime vibe i get i get from the
0: So so to answer your question, so we we may have talked about this at some point, but in case anyone cares, I have this weird relationship with anime where I've always kind of like wanted to get into it or wanted to try it out. And then I'll watch a few things and like once in a while I'll find something and I'm like, that was awesome. Let me find more stuff like that. And I find I have a hard time finding more stuff like that, even though I ask for recommendations and stuff. And then sometimes someone will be like, "Oh, you need to be watching this," and then I'll try it, and I'm like, "They were right! Like, let's go." But I'd probably say there's like less than ten things uh, anime like wise that I've seen that I'm like really into.
2: I'm I'm totally with you there. I think most Mm -hmm. anime is mediocre or boring, and but when it hits, like it hits really good. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. And 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 I'll tell you one of the things that I think gets me in a, in a negative way about like anime style things, especially as it applies to video games is the voice acting. And I've, I've tried to figure that's out like, very what it is. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tried to figure out like what it is specifically. Cause it's not just like bad voice acting because like, you know, there's good and bad and like whatever, but like there's something w- different about the Japanese or the anime, uh, especially style. And I think I've narrowed it down to the breathing. Like that's what I don't like about it because like, uh, like, is it all the weird, weird like little like uh-huh?
1: uh uh yeah what?
0: Yeah oh. Yeah, and everything because like like everything's uh, very uh, exaggerated. They have
1: all those real weird and sounds that people just don't all- make. What?
0: Uh, yeah. And and they're all and like especially like when you have like that kind of like Japanese style direction to it, a lot of it has like that like back in the throat, high pitch girl Like er- everything but there's a lot of like exactly what you just did, like like if some like if a a voice director just turned to you and was like like, without saying any words, like, like, uh, surprise, uh, go um, right- <clears throat> righteous indignation. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. And there, there's a lot of like, just weird breathy anime, like emotions that come through and it takes me cool. so, completely oh. out. What's, what's the
2: last like anime game you've played though? Cause I feel like they have improved on this front quite a bit in the last 10 years, especially.
0: I, I got to be honest, it's been a little while, and I don't know if you'd consider that's... it anime, but I'm thinking Last Story? Yes.
2: Okay, good. Uh, that's exactly what I was hoping you'd say, because I think okay. you will be honestly impressed with how much voice acting has improved in the past okay. 10 years, specifically okay. Japanese voice acting like that. Got uh, it. I also just thought it was funny, because I haven't really sunk into an anime in a while, but I've been watching My Hero Academia with my son recently, and we were like on the... F- fourth season, like the 90th episode or something. So we've been <laughs> quoting bad anime voice
3: acting to each other. A while. <laughs>
0: That's great. And then, so the other one that I think that just, uh, while we're on the anime thing is, uh, uh, I was talking to my personal trainer back when gyms were open like a year plus ago, and he's a big anime fan. And he was like, and I said the same thing. I tell everybody, I've liked a handful of things. Uh, you know, I'm open to recommendations. He was like, have you watched Attack on Titan? Yeah. I was like, no, I have it's not. And he was pretty like, good. it's great. And my, it, I think it, it's not his girlfriend at the time, maybe fiance. He was like, my fiance. is like, not in the anime. Watched an episode, and she's asking me, when can we watch another? So I was like, oh, okay. That yeah. kind of passes I, the. I uh, give that the one test. a thumbs up too. Yeah, I like cool.
2: Attack. And if you want something funny, One Punch Man. So freaking
0: funny. Ah, uh, yeah, like like funny. Like, actually, like, I'm familiar with the character, um, but, like, I just don't know if I could get behind it's, watching it. It's,
2: it's funny, kind of like how Kirby Your Enthusiasm is funny, where they just put him in weird situations and the general concept is hilarious. It's not like he's telling okay. jokes all the time.
0: <laughs> okay. Is is it the kind of thing where <laughs> if you watch one, you'll know if you like it?
2: Uh, I'd give it two, maybe, yeah. Okay. Like, you just, you've got this human being who's, like, Superman, basically, who's just wants to help people and but he wants to be excited about it and he's too powerful yeah. like he just he finishes the fight in one punch and he gets really depressed that he's like oh yeah. that was it
0: i i think the other thing that kind of gets to me about anime too is whenever there's like a joke told it's not just like a quick joke and then they keep going like it's like oh look how crazy <laughs> this was and like
2: <laughs> i like that
0: you know what i mean though no, yeah, like, like when you watch like when you watch archer it's like there's like thirty jokes a minute, and it's just like one after the other, after Archer the other, after the other. Archer never hits for me. I do not like that show. And, and well, well, and even if you don't like the humor, it's just like the the the, the pieces, pace, yeah. right? Japanese don't so, do and then, deadpan like, humor, though. They don't do deadpan, and they don't do anything like super like quick. And then like when there is a joke, and then. Even if it's like a serious show, sometimes like the <laughs> eyes will get super big, oh, and that. then like there'll be like big like uh, swirlies like in the middle. Of Why stuff, does the like, water okay, drop? Like, now... Why does the
1: water droplet always like right appear? Or, or, or like the
0: legs <laughs> will like start doing things that like aren't like physically possible, and that's like it takes me out of it. Where I'm like, I thought I was watching a serious thing, and now it's very Naked Gun uh, uh, japan the, of May the, version. Those are so.
2: quirks that just grow on you. But those those kind of tropes that you're talking about. Aren't yeah. nearly as common in video games. Those are more right.
0: just with the okay. show. Yeah. So yeah. So so uh, to be honest, before you said Astral Chain, that was kind of one that has be, kind of been brought up to me um, like a handful of times by people. Um, I know Platinum is is awesome. I haven't played nearly as much Platinum um, as you have, I'm sure. And of the Platinum that you have recommended to me, the one that I did uh, purchase and still need to play, uh, Vanquish uh, did look very interesting to me. So. So, yeah, I I would say this is probably a pretty solid uh, recommendation, something that I would consider.
2: I I might just try and beat you to the punch and then really solidify (laughs) that
0: recommendation if it's good or not. Uh, It looks looks really, really fantastic. Yeah, I'll admit it does. So, uh, uh, Chris, did you have something in mind to... uh, A 10 out of
2: 10 game, maybe?
0: Yeah. Do you have anything that... uh, I mean, I don't think... uh, dark souls is exclusive
1: it's not i mean i i've got a list i you know i but since we're talking about platinum we might as well talk about bayonetta 2 and do you like witches with giant hairdos and crazy monsters and over-the-top action and just beating the living
0: tar out of things so so here here's an honest answer to all of that (laughs) it doesn't immediately sound (laughs) okay (laughs) And 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 so and my history with action games, as you guys I think both know, is I'm a bit of a baby. And when like uh, an action game is like has a reputation they have for being they have easier
1: modes. You don't have to go for right, the hard. Yeah, stuff. If you're not no, worried uh, yeah, about it,
2: getting like golden platinum yeah, trophies in every level, you can beat Bayonetta without a lot yeah. of
0: difficulty. Okay. So, and, 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 and I get that. And I've heard that about, you know, like this, this particular, um, series, but there's been a handful of times where people, you know, like when you're younger, before you just kind of, like Kelsey said, when you just let people like what they're sure. going to like and then you like what you're going to like, before you kind of get to that stage where you're like, I'm okay being my person and you're okay being your person, you're kind of that other person that I definitely used to be, or like, you don't like this you haven't played this what and then you have to make everyone <laughs> like the things that you like because you're the best right so um i definitely had experiences where people were like you have to play ninja gaiden it's the best like the the yeah. uh what do you call it the um yeah the, you know, the og the, the xbox ninja, reboot right? yep exactly mm-hmm. yep so played it like looked really good uh there's no way I was getting any further in that game. That was a I tough That was first. a hard game. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that hadn't had the you know the reputation. So I think a lot of what turns me off about action games in general, even if I know it doesn't have like a steep difficulty, it's just like it's even when I can do it, it doesn't click with me as something that I really like or really have fun doing. And uh I think it might not be fair because I've never, you know, given a game like a, a long audition, um, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better uh, word, but I've heard so much about Bayonetta and I, I look at the, um, you know, the assets, I look at the, you know, the characters, the, what the action looks like. And, you know, it's, it's just not something that has, has ever clicked with me before. Kids But, but uh,
2: have you ever seen sexy female star Fox costumes?
0: <laughs> not, not as of yet. <laughs> Are they DLC? or the no, they're is. Is just game, right right out of the vest. Yeah. So, 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 you yeah, got so Sexy
2: Link, too, and uh, Samus, I think, is one of them. It's just, so it's, wait,
0: it's, Link
1: is in the there Mar- no, dressed sexy? Bayonetta can or... dress up as. Okay. Yeah, she, wears,
0: she think... cosplays as all yes. these characters. I always think Bayonetta's name is Deborah, but I know that's not true.
1: Ba- Bayonetta's Bayonetta. name is Bayonetta.
0: So... Oh, that's not that's not her last name? She's like Madonna. Yeah,
1: she's just Oh, I thought it was like...
0: I thought it was like Deborah Bayonetta. I don't think does, so. Is she, does she have guns on her feet? She has. Oh, yeah. Well. She's okay. got guns on her feet.
1: Yeah, or you can swap the weapons out. There's different weapons you can get. It's not just the, okay. the four guns in her hands that, and her that's feet. The,
2: that's the default.
1: Yeah. Right. You can get, like, cannons and, I mean, you can get all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. So, so is this. It's so, way so, over the top uh, and it knows what it is. And that's what you have to understand right. is it just totally embraces all of that and just mm-hmm. has fun with
0: it. Okay. So so what do you what do you, you know, expect that, what do you tell people when you're like, "Oh, you're you're getting ready to play Bayonetta." Okay. Get ready for just have
1: fun. It's like the old beat 'em up game action games you used to play where you just mash buttons and have fun. And if you okay. want to like learn the combos and learn all the stuff you can, there's a lot of depth to mm-hmm. the system. But you can just totally button mash your way through the game and just have fun and look cool doing it at the same time. Everything is like ridiculously flashy, over the top. You feel really powerful. And again, there's more depth if you want to go there. And like Kelsey said, there's trophies and you could try to get the platinums. But just, I'd say just don't care about that stuff unless you just go, this is my game and I want to master it. No, just. Just see the story, mash your way yeah. through the stuff, have fun, laugh at the at the silliness that's there, and, and, and just there's enjoy fun it. Fun
2: levels that are like Sega throwbacks. Oh that, yeah, that and the first, person, like the first a one. Fan.
1: Yeah. yeah, really. Like yeah, and the first one. There's are, like a space harrier level. And, yeah, I mean an outrun
2: level in the second
0: one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty fun. Is there a? And I'll buy it right now if you tell me there's a Shinobi Three <laughs> uh throwback somewhere in there. Oh. Is she riding a horse at some oh, point? She and can carry like, a sword. In the background? <laughs> (laughs) Okay, And uh, so let me ask you this. Are there, um, so obviously there's got to be fail states in the game, right? Yeah, you can die. I mean, yeah. But like I said. The levels are checkpointed, though. Yeah, it's not bad.
1: It's not, it's not, it's not a Ninja Gaiden. It's not, again, if you want to go to that nth degree, you can do Mm -hmm. some crazy stuff. But like me, I play the, I don't do that. I don't care mm-hmm. to get that deep into that. I'm just having fun beating the crap out of stuff and shooting stuff and watching the flashy, like ridiculous things she turns <laughs> into to kill these these bad guys. And the story is kind of mm-hmm. halfway silly. No, just have fun with it. That's all I would say. Is you know, okay. it's a series where you could just have fun beating the tar out of some stuff and play it for a few minutes. Put it down. Who cares, right? The story. Right. It's there,
0: but it's silly enough where you don't yeah. care anyway. So for so uh with Bayonetta being on many systems, and then Bayonetta two only being on Switch and then the uh, as Wii far U as I know, Bayonetta switch. three Oh Wii U and Switch, right, right. So just Nintendo. And then as far what I've heard, Bayonetta three being be switch, switch. switch only when it happens mm-hmm. eventually. Is there uh any word on what happened with uh Nintendo just reaching out to them being like, Yo, we want this to be ours. Because so, 'cause I, I'm not currently aware of I, I think they uh, have a
2: really good relationship now because they did like Wonderful One O One as an exclusive, uh before they moved Bayonetta over there. Astral Chain again is an exclusive. Um I think they just like working together and I think they helped fund Bayonetta Two yeah. Um, to get it on there originally, and I think that was a positive experience, so like, let's keep it going. Mm-hmm.
1: It was early enough in the Wii U life where they were still trying to save the Wii U, and they're like, this is mm-hmm. a really solid, really solid, well-made game. The series is fun. It's obviously varied from a Japanese company. I mean, so yeah, it was just a good fit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, cool. that's all I'd say. Enjoy. It's just fun.
0: Gotcha. And then what's being added to uh, uh... So Astral Chain being a relatively new game, it's pretty pretty close to full price. has um, Bayonetta been around for a while that you can get it for you know twenty bucks. You or can less. even buy bundles of it
2: that have one and two both in the same yeah. Mm. package.
0: Yeah. Cool. Alright, so so far we got Astral and uh, Miss Netta. So uh, let's pop over to uh, Kelsey. I know you said you had a, a pretty big list to choose from. Dude. Do you have something that you're uh, that you're thinking of for, yeah, for number let, two? Let's slow
2: it down. I'm not going to do third Platinum Games game for you, even though I could. <laughs> um, let's go to the strategy realm. Um, have you ever uh, played a Pikmin game?
0: So I played Pikmin 1, and okay. it's funny you mentioned that. I kind of felt similar about Pikmin that I felt about XCOM. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> I, like, <laughs> like, I, so. So, so Pikmin, um, I remember, you know, like, uh, uh, like playing the first one and kind of like, like getting your Pikmin and like doing like your, uh, you know, like, like making more and like and moving around, like doing all the things you're supposed to do. And then like getting to the next day. And I felt like I was, you know, like growing and like expanding and getting my army going. And I forget if it was like pretty early on, it was like day two or three or something like that. And, you know, you're going back and, like, fixing your ship. And I remember getting to a point where it's like, all right, I have to now go over there. And I don't remember exactly what I did, but, like, I did a thing. And then, like, like a bird came up and just started, like, eating, yeah. like, all of my Pokemon. And I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I've worked so hard <laughs> for days. And they're gone? So, like... And I don't remember if it was because, like, I went the wrong way or, like, I should have done something different. But, like, I remember just being so discouraged. I was like, ugh, do I even want to keep playing Pikmin? It's pretty
2: easy to, like, build that number up again on the same level. Like, you don't have to start Mm -hmm. the game over. It's not like XCOM where, like, I lost 50 Pikmin. Like, I'm in an irreversible state. Um, And, and,
0: And remember, so Pikmin won. So this was... Many years ago, yeah. and I have not played a Pikmin since then. And okay. to be honest, it, I think it was at a friend's house, so probably just, it was just something I was playing like while I was there. And I think when I remember when Pikmin three yeah. was announced, I was like, "All right, like this is something that I would like maybe give another try at some point." But to be perfectly honest, I haven't thought about the existence of Pikmin for a long time.
2: So Pikmin three Deluxe
0: is a port
2: of the Wii U game on Switch. Okay. And Pikmin 3 is the best Pikmin. It's so good. Okay. Um, it's, it has multiple characters too, not just are. It's got it's got a couple more. So you all same kind of idea. You crash land on the planet, but your ship like just explodes upon uh, entering the atmosphere, and you all land in different areas of this planet. So your first goal is to like reunite with your team, and then once you have multiple team members, you can do even different puzzles because you've got uh, multiple commanders that can lead the Pikmin instead of just one. Mm-hmm. So it starts off pretty similar to Pikmin one until you meet your other teammates and then the puzzles really open up and get, get even more interesting. Um, yeah, like, like I said, I wouldn't compare it to XCOM because you will have those moments where like a big baddie, you know, wipes out a huge money mu- or you make a mistake and the water level rises and everybody that's not a blue Pikmin drowns like, cause they all have their different abilities. Uh, so you'll yeah. run into situations where you just haven't, you don't know what's ahead because you're exploring this part of the game is you're exploring this mm. foreign alien world and trying to figure out how to survive. So there's that like kind of survival game element to it as mm. well, where you've got to get the food, you got to get back to your ship at night. Cause if you don't make it to mm. your ship before night falls, you lose all your Pikmin. Mm. So the next day you've got to start by building up your army. Whereas if you get to your ship in time, you start with a small mm. army and you can, you can build up from there. But yeah, it's a lot more forgiving than I think your first experience might've led you to believe Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you you can definitely replenish your your forces pretty quick and, and get back to it.
0: Cool. Yeah, no, and, and to be honest, it's it's one that uh, I kind of you know have thought about giving uh, another try at some point. And like I said a minute ago, like when I, I remember when Pikmin three was uh, was announced, I was it was kind of like ooh, like that'll be something that maybe eventually like we'll see if the kids care about. And I'm honestly not sure if they're aware of Pikmin.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's as
0: big a franchise. They might not be. Um,
2: I remember playing it with my son when he was probably four or five uh, when we were playing the Wii U one. And he he never wanted to play, he just wanted to watch me. And he would get so invested in those Pikmin. Like when a moment came, like you were saying, where the bird came out. Like I remember yeah. <laughs> in one of the later levels, there was like a Indiana Jones boulder like rolling down. And it wiped over like half of my army and their little cute little ghost spirits like float out of their dead bodies yep. after.
0: And he, I look over at him is literally tears <laughs> down his face. Like, They're
2: gone, buddy.
3: I'm never
0: going <laughs> to see those
3: guys again.
0: And I, I might be misremembering, but I, I am pretty sure I remember reading or you know seeing somewhere. I'm playing Pikmin 1 and there's like a legit Duracell battery in the game. And I was like, is this the first product placement in a Nintendo game ever and like I looked it up and I don't remember if I ever confirmed it but like it's the first time I remember seeing a product placed in a Nintendo game
2: hmm. like, like, a, first, pa- like a first part
0: yeah, a, like a first party deal like not like you know like I, an NHL game that has like you know sure. chase banking on the side of the so wall they had some old like
1: Famicom disk system games that they did that with <laughs> but
0: yeah yeah
2: I think so cool. uh, Pikmin's worth a revisit for you if, if you mm-hmm. haven't played it since the first one Gotcha.
0: Alright. Yeah. So we got a we got a couple so far. So Chris, are we going back to the platinum well? No. I'm gonna take it in a different direction. <laughs> All right because what do you what do you think's good? If one thing
1: that the Switch is, is portable. And while I don't like it for a lot of games, I think there's one direction it deserves to go. That's picross. You can't go anywhere else to get your picross. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of Picross that you can get on Switch. The perfect kind of game that when you just want to sit back and chill, maybe you want to play something and watch a movie or put the TV on or you're in the middle of something and you just kind of want something casual just to have going, just something that doesn't draw too much of your attention, but something you can kind of do on the off. There's always Picross. And there's, where else are you going to go? All right, you got to go to the Switch to get Picross perfect for me kind of portable game that the system really deserves being a switch right the whole entire yeah. <laughs> idea of it was meant to go portable tv right if you felt like right. doing the t but really this is more something where i would say hey you know how it is right you got those shows that you watch or a movie or you're like eh. i mean i'm kind of interested but i can multitask right this doesn't take a lot of my energy or like this is just like a sitcom or something it's okay
0: 100%. And there's sometimes where I'll watch an episode of something, and then Sarah will be like, Oh, like I would watch that show. I'm like, Okay, like let's watch this again. And like, since <laughs> I have already seen this episode, like I'll get back with you when we catch right. up to each other. So, yeah, because
1: yeah, it's just you've got some downtime. You can't be too involved because you still have to have like a conversation or something sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she'll want to chat about right. something that's going on with the show. So, you still have to pay somewhat attention. But again, Picross doesn't take a lot of mental resources, and it's just good, clean fun. And I think it's, it belongs it's, uh, to, yeah. on the mobile platform. It's got that like, kind of minesweeper addictiveness yeah. to it. It's
2: good. You feel yeah, good I, when
1: you complete a puzzle, and then, well, oh, okay, and I'll, maybe I'll do the next one You know, tomorrow or a week from now. Who cares? Right. I don't have to remember so, where uh, I'm at in the story. I don't have to remember yep. the controls. <laughs> I can just pick it up whenever I feel like it. And if yep. you have...
2: The Nintendo online service, uh, it's included... The Super Famicom Picross game is included in that.
0: Oh, I didn't know that, so, actually. So if
2: you guys already pay that, like, 20 bucks a year or whatever it is, you've got a Picross yeah. game on your system you can play.
0: We pay the 35 um, just because we, we want to be systems. able to do... Yeah, and because, like, each of the kids, like, has their own, like, uh, profile. And we want to be able to... Like, a lot of times, we'll need... To, they're like... Like, oh, like, I want to play the blue switch, or like, someone's already playing the black switch, so I gotta, I do it mainly for the cloud save uh, transfer. So, like, if if one of them was playing Breath of the Wild on the black switch, but only the blue one's available, I can go on the blue one and be like, okay, like, download the save file, and then they can just keep playing, uh, you know, on the other one. But it, so, and I'll tell you, I've been a big Picross fan for a long time. It didn't kind of like stick out in my head as like a Nintendo exclusive thing, but that's, it is the only place you can get it. Uh, it might be on mobile. There's like, mobile there are versions. copy. Okay. There are
1: copycat Picross games, but oh, I don't okay. think there's
0: any legit. They're Picross not Jupiter. Games. Yeah, is it Jupiter yeah, or Jupiter like? Makes it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
1: I could be wrong, but not that I know of
0: anyway. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I I played. I've been playing Picross since the DS, uh, which is awesome. Uh, my only like minor complaint about the, and I don't I don't own any of the uh, Picross games on Switch yet. I'd like download some of the demos just to kind of like get a feel for it always intending on like okay i will buy the Picross games like you know one at a time like as i make it through them and i'll tell you like when i played on the ds one of the things about it that's like a satisfying thing is like the physical like tactile you know nature of like popping you know like spots with your stylus so you'd look at it and of course you take like the low-hanging fruit first so if you're on like a puzzle like 15 and one says 13 it's like all right (laughs) (laughs) and it's satisfying right yeah, it is. It's it's got a great feel to it. So like uh the first thing I'm looking for when like I load up that demo on the Switch is like, all right, where is the stylus at? Oh, it's my hand or I have to do it a different way. So like that's the only uh, you know, difference in the experience. Um but I I I'm telling you like I same like we don't we try not to do video games like in bed cuz like, you know, like just to have that be a sleeping area. But I before we made that rule, I would be, you know, like like up in the air lights off Sarah's going to bed but she would just hear like <laughs> just all the little taps of me like and she's like Ugh, finish the picture tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'll give you a big thumbs up for uh, Picross that's a really good recommendation and does not you know not restricted to any real type of gamer. Just uh, like it's almost like Tetris in that way. Like it's just a little puzzle game. Only hardcore Look. gamers so no no casuals. Just the hardest Still of course. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like that one. So uh so yeah so we got uh uh Astral Chain, Pikmin, Bayonetta, uh uh Picross. So Picross and Pikmin. Were you were you like We coordinated uh, those lists. We really Platinum Platinum, really... Pick Cross, Pikmin. We Platinum. wanted to really
2: make sure these lined up.
0: Were you really, uh, like, worried when uh, Kelsey said, pick? <laughs> you're like, no, he's going to take my th- Oh, okay, We planned so, this all yeah. out. Don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> cool. All right. So, so, Kelsey, if we're doing uh, just one more, if we're going to stick to a three, and then I'll let you guys have some honorables okay. if you have uh, a couple extras. Yeah. But if you're just going one more, what are you thinking? Um, so, I know you like superheroes. Do your children like superheroes? Uh honestly, for a while, like we would try to push him towards a thing and they were like, ah, like whatever. But just recently, uh Cameron is really into Spider Man and like we'll get him like Spider Man stuff and then like he's got like a Spider Man jersey wore today and a lot of times what he'll do is be like, Daddy, do you wanna see the superhero landing? what's the superhero landing and he just does like (laughs) like one hand on the ground and one hand up so i don't know if this is a thing with kids or like what's happening but uh he does the superhero landing all the time sweet which is great
2: um okay so i've got a game for either just yourself or for you and the kids um and you can play with all the kids if you want even the 17 month old Uh, there's a four player (laughs) option in this game it's really good uh marvel ultimate alliance 3 Switch okay. exclusive. Did you play
0: either of the previous Marvel Ultimate Alliance games? Loved the first one. Um, it was, uh, uh, and uh, don't test me on what it was, but it was <laughs> it was bundled with the Xbox 360 with, like, another game. It was, like, Marvel yeah. slash Forza? Test Drive, I think, maybe? Yeah, some, yeah, it was some bundle of games. But, yeah, like, since everybody had it, once you were kind of, like, done with, like, Crackdown or Halo or whatever, it was like, oh, like, what do you want to play? And then it was like oh, let's just like, you know, fart around with superheroes. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 played a ton of and then like kind of had plans to play 2 and that just never worked out. So I ended up Don't touching to worry two about at all. 2 cuz 3's got everything you need. Um okay. it's got a huge cast.
2: Um it has plenty of Spider-Man characters for your son. Mm. You, you like you actually get bonuses for having characters of the same team so if you make like a whole four-person spider-man team you get like some some attack and defense bonus uh you can make like an x-men team um mm. you you can make some match too like when i played through i played with my son and a friend of mine and uh computer AI just control our fourth character. And we never had a bonus cause we'd never wanted to be on the team. My son was like, I'm Spider-Man or Hulk.
3: <laughs> and my
2: friend was like, I'm only captain America. And I did the whole game of Scarlet witch. So we never had any synergy with our team, but it was so much fun. Uh, they've got these really, you know, these famous locations from all these different characters, uh, all, all the awesome boss battles you could ever ask for from, from the biggest villains from all these games or from all these comics. Um, you, you kind of know the general gameplay loop. It's like kind of like a Diablo style game, but you don't have to worry about loot. Uh, but you get those fun RPG systems layered on top so you can keep improving your character skills if you want to be a healer, if you want to be offensive, if you want to be a defensive character, if you want to be, uh, the one that's providing the buffs and the debuffs. Like you can really choose how to build your character depending on what you got. And having the four characters makes it a lot of fun to, build your team different ways like do you want to have three like buffing characters and just make one like powerhouse because they're all just making them a monster it's super fun uh when you're playing with two or three people too um having those ais you can switch between them so like we had the hulk as our floater usually so playing scarlet witch i'm like way in the back doing like a lot of uh you know area attacks and like keeping things at a distance and then when things got too hairy and I needed some backup, it was like I'm gonna switch over to Hulk for a minute and come in and smash a bunch of stuff real close range, do a ton of damage, nice. and then switch back to her and pick some things off from a distance. Mm. Um, it's really cool. And there's all of these beyond just the the story mode being really fun. There's all, all these like challenge modes where you can unlock new costumes and things, but they're they're really fun challenges. Some of them are just like simple arenas. Some of them are like you got a mission to do. But it had a lot more depth to it than the original one and a lot cooler characters and it's really bright and got a fun art style and it adds a lot of the new franchises that they didn't care about back then. Like you get some guardians, of the galaxy and stuff that's kind of taken off now. Um, and there, there's a few characters that I wasn't even aware of that it kind of introduced me to. And I got to
0: look into a little more. That, that's really cool. And, uh, uh, to be honest uh, it's it's been so long since I played it I don't remember if you're able to like live in real time in the first game just like switch between people like you're talking about doing um i i I remember playing it a ton, but I also remember just kind of it being like uh like just playing until like kind of like your life ran out and then maybe like going back to like a hub and changing characters but it's really been a while but
2: uh well uh, you still like before you start the mission like you Select your team. Like you get your four guys, and then when you're in there, you can swap between characters depending gotcha. on how many humans you have. You couldn't okay. like switch a teammate out mid mission. Um, gotcha. I, there are exceptions to that. Like you meet a new character mid mission, and it's like, oh, do you want to add Ghost Rider to your team now? And it's like, yeah, I want to add Ghost Rider yeah. to my team now.
0: <laughs> that sounds cool. And and what's great about it too is like you know having like kids, like you kind of never know like when they're gonna like get into whatever phase they're going to get into next like uh, because a lot of times like like you know it's kind of like a saturday and it's like all right like and you kind of look at my wife and i'm like are they ready for are they ready for iron man it's like no i don't think they're ready for iron man you know this
2: might prime them for a lot of characters because like they start uh, with spider-man he's cool and then they see dad brought around as dr strange and
0: who's that guy he's kind of neat and you're, yeah, yeah, hey, there's a Doctor Strange movie, you want to check it out? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I think uh, where it starts with uh where it may have started with Spider Man is because we could put on um uh, the Spider Verse. Uh it's just a movie that my we My kids can put have watched that, and, that like, four times okay in this kids. last week. Really love that movie. <laughs> They're watching it right now. <laughs> they very well
2: might be. My daughter's watched it three
0: times and my son's watched it one time yeah. this last week. And and to and not like I it's a movie I wanted them to just be in love with and like we'll put it on and like they're cool with it but they're not like in love with it like I am and like I'll put it on and I just adore the movie and they're just like oh cool it's spider-man and it's it's there's those phases that happen that like and I, and I think with uh, with uh, my oldest he came up to me and just like put his hand on my shoulder and I didn't see it coming and I just went, Hey, <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> so cool. So yeah. And then, and then it's those kind of moments where you're like, all right, like, you know, there's other movies, right? Like yeah. we could watch like all sorts of stuff. So, so my daughter,
2: uh, when she, cause we, we've watched it a whole bunch in the past, but it's been a couple months since we dug it out. Mm and before we watch the movie she's like she wants to watch the spider ham like little 10 minute like side story because at the end of it he gets sucked through the dimension and she's like okay now I know how he gets in there again now we can watch the full regular movie
0: (laughs) Uh, that's great. Yeah, no, and and to be honest, uh, it's it's I I kind of wasn't sure like what to expect fully from you know kind of uh, you know some of the recommendations you guys might bring, but I've actually been pleasantly surprised. Besides uh, Astral Chain that I thought was going to make an appearance, um, I knew about Bayonetta. I didn't know if it would make you know make it to the recommendation phase today, but uh, it's this has actually been uh, pretty good so far. Because I honestly like ultimate alliance 3 even in like some of my research of like no, some of these switch exclusives it didn't show up in like any of my research so i don't know if it's it's one that flies under the radar
3: it
2: was an earlier switch game like Mm. and it's not a huge franchise anymore like uh, when was two like over a decade ago and i don't think two did very well i think the first one you know made some waves and then people kind of forgot about it two wasn't as good
0: from everybody i heard that played it yeah Mm. So awesome, yeah. So that that's th- honestly that's actually something that uh, I would consider kind of bringing up with the uh, with the um, the Avengers uh, who live in my house and uh, assemble and those guys in. and <laughs>
2: play. All right, and cool. there's so, an Avengers boost too if you have some all Avengers on your team. Yeah.
0: Nice, very cool. You can so, prime uh, them
2: for some of the stuff that hasn't even come out yet too. Like they probably don't know who She Hulk is. She's getting a movie pretty soon or a TV series, one of the two. She's yeah, in the yeah. game.
0: In one of those, uh, like whatever phase this is, when they yeah. like announced the entire phase, uh, and uh, uh, it was when they announced, oh, i was when they announced like all the TV that's going on right now, like Wanda and uh, uh, Captain and Winter and um, Falcon yeah, the She-Hulk, and Winter Soldier, Falcon, yeah, 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 what did I say? Captain, Captain and Winter Soldier, yeah, there's there's a Captain in there, so all captain, captain Falcon, you know, yeah, <laughs> Captain Falcon, America. And, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, um, what was the other one? The, uh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder? Is that what it's called? Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Oh. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be some good stuff in the, uh, in the Marvel, uh, uh, world, both in the universe and in my house, uh, nice. it looks, seems like. So, all right, Chris, do you have one more for me before we, uh, we move on to, uh, the very long list of honorable mentions, I'm sure. So let me ask you a couple of questions, Bill. Sure. You love your kids.
1: <laughs> Let
0: me think about it. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. You want
1: them to be good boys that work things out in a productive way.
0: I got to be honest with you. So much so that we've considered removing video games as a whole <laughs> for portions of the last. So games. I don't know where this is so going. So what if I'm video
1: games could help in conflict resolution?
0: I think that my kids would want to like knowing what they know because right now my kids know how thin the ice that they are <laughs> on is so if they could come to me and say daddy there's a way that we can be better people through video games they would be on this page
1: i have got the thing <laughs> for you all right follow I me I love
0: the infomercial uh pitch
1: <laughs> follow me here
2: what is this where is this going
1: ultra street fighter 2 <laughs> okay? A. It's Street Fighter 2. And it's the ultimate version of Street Fighter 2. You have violent Ken and evil Ryu. Okay? And you can teach your kids to battle each other to the <laughs> death. And whoever comes out on top wins the argument.
0: This is maybe my favorite thing that has ever happened. <laughs> I did not think this was going in that direction. No, you 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 hooked a, you hooked me in. <laughs> so again, boys, we know Fighters boys do. they
1: like to fight. They like to, you yeah. know, and you know how it is. We grew up in a time where you could settle some stuff on a street fighter machine, right? Yeah. You could be like, "Oh, yeah. you got some you got some talk? All right, let's yeah. go." Right? Put <laughs> your quarter up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, We're going to do where it. Where your quarters at? Right. You, oh, I got
1: next. You're tough? Right? you You'd have the quarter up there, right? Oh, okay. you going to talk? Think, all right, I got next.
0: Yeah. Think you're tough. You got no quarters. Right?
1: And you got kids. You got a couple Switches. I don't think I have to explain Ultra Street Fighter 2 to you, but it's a Switch exclusive. It's got an exclusive character, and it is the pinnacle Beautiful. of Street Fighter 2. It's not as tricky as the new Street Fighter games. You already know how to do all the moves. You could teach your kids and be like a guru. Yep to them yeah, and you can let them just duke it out right so they get in there's a fight a... to the street fighter
2: <laughs> there's also that crazy mode where you can co-op two people against one cpu super crazy
1: if Very you funny. if so, you want to put them together work on some
0: bonding experiences there you go so so First of all this this entire setup and delivery was just second to none. <laughs> I have to applaud your uh uh your the effort and the planning that went into this. Now now to for me to come back to earth a little bit. Uh obviously an enormous Street Fighter fan. Uh, well, I don't know obviously, but I love Street Fighter 2. Um it's one of the arcade machines that even though I'm paring down many many things, I still have my Super Street Fighter 2 uh c p s two uh board that's gonna go into the machine once we uh have our like garage set up uh set up for this year um I believe I have owned this at some point uh was this the very first one to come out when the switch was relatively new yeah super it was early. like that super early one right and like I think I remember it being like forty bucks. And some of the rumbling was like, uh, I mean, this game's super old. Like, why is it 40 bucks? And then people were like, oh, it's Street Fighter. Like, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, so, and it was when there was very
1: few Switch games, right? Yeah. Yep, so it was yep. kind of like, cool, so, let's and, just play it because Street Fighter.
0: So, so Ultra Street Fighter 2 is not Street Fighter 2 HD Remix that I used to think they were like the same thing, but just like different graphics. I did own this at some point, so I remembered realizing, oh, it's like not just the same thing. Um so I I do not own it anymore, but that's uh you you bring up many good arguments. Um I did own also the 30th anniversary collection. Um I thought this would be a cool way to uh, kind of have like a whole bunch of different street fighter options. I was a lot hotter on this one because I think it was just like 24 bucks like out of the gate. Uh, if I remember correctly, but that's not an exclusive. You that. can get that on all the systems. But that is true. Yeah, if you want, N- it, what that does not have
1: drivers. is Fighters. ultra Street Fighter II and Violent Ken. <laughs>
3: Doesn't
1: oh no, Violent it, Ken? Also,
2: isn't this the one that also has the first person it's, mode? It does in it? Have. I, I didn't recommend that, that part. I wasn't sure. Did not
0: recommend that part. I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure if that was this one because I'm thinking, no, it couldn't be because it's, it's just 2D. They would have put the first yeah, person There's only like a couple characters like a if I remember
1: one. that you can pick from. Mm. <clears throat> no, I'm not recommending that. I, or wait, no. was that or was that Super Street Fighter Four on 3DS? or? No, no, it was one of the Switch ones I
2: appreciate.
1: Okay, sure. okay.
0: One of the Switch ones had yeah you're, yeah it, it could have been on the 3ds one too because I, I was just trying I, to remember Super Street or Super yeah. Street Fighter Four or
1: what Super Street Fighter Four on 3ds when it came out yeah but like,
0: there was definitely a first person mode in one of the Switch ones gotta I, train I your don't kids don't up exactly right
1: All right yep. so it's on the Switch they'll play it conflict resolution
0: I I love it I love I love the pitch and then Kelsey I, I'm assuming you're all on board with this recommendation yeah. as well.
2: He, he won me over too. <laughs> I own this game. It's great. <laughs> it is fantastic. It is beautiful. I Ava wish and It makes me camp. sad that every modern fighting game from a significant franchise looks like garbage now these days when they can still do games like that. They, they look amazing and play amazing.
0: Uh, so, so I'll be honest. I haven't looked at what Ultra uh, looks like, so I, I can't comment on Onyx. I haven't seen it lately, but I will tell you just a quick story because you know we're running short and everything. Uh, about when I used to work at Funko Land, uh, Babbage's and Funko Land back in like you know like ninety nine two thousand, sometime around then, and I remember. Like, Soul Calibur was a thing, right? And, like, these other, like, 3D fighters were a thing. And someone came in and said, like, my kid's got a Dreamcast. Um, can you tell me, you know, like, some good fighting games for it? And I was like, well, Soul Calibur is really good. Oh, he's got Soul Calibur. Um, and there might have been, like, another 3D fighter. And they're like, Power oh, he's already Stone. got that. Yeah, I think it might have been Power Stone 2. Yeah. So, and I was like, yeah, it's more like, a, it's, it's you know, four-player stuff. And they're like, oh, he's already got that. So I was like, well, like, my absolute favorite, like, the one of the best-looking games on the system. And I, I, we had demo units there, so I put in Street Fighter III. Uh, I can't remember if it was Double Impact or Third Strike, but I put in one of the Street Fighter threes. And what always got me about this, and it might even be, like, a little bit of, like, my PC uh, DNA with, like, frames, right, is just, like, the way that the character, the animated characters oh, looked, even so just, like, man. moving Beautiful, around. Beautiful game. The... F- the flow of the fabric, like, the movement, like, because it wasn't just, like, you know, two frames of, like, the move. The, the, I uh, know not everyone can see me, I'm, like, doing moves in here, but, like, every step, you know, like, just the way, like, the shoulder would lead and then the back would come through, like, on every, like, thing they did. Just sitting there looking at the characters moving was, like, this, man, somebody drew this. Watching Elena every frame move. Of it. It, it was, like. Oh yeah, just back and forth. and just crazy. Yeah, everything's amazing. And I, and I showed this this woman, and she looked at it, and she was like, "But this isn't. This is like this is like a cartoon. <sighs> this is like drawn. <laughs> and you know what I mean. And like you look at it as like someone who knows how far they've come, and like you know where, like, and how beautiful this is compared to like. I mean, like there's something that's good looking about a you know a 3D like character model as well, but not like this. Right. And, but like, I remember her saying that and it's always stuck with me, like, like trying to show like, like a person or a parent or like a new person. Hey, look at this fighting game. And they look at it and they're like, that's like, that's not, it's not even 3D. It's like, oh, it hurts me to hear that reaction. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Awesome. So we got uh, street fighter. So we got a a little solid little, uh, little list there. So I will have to look at some of the uh, uh, actual um, selling prices of some of these. Astral is definitely available. Um, uh, being newer, Bayonetta, I'm sure is uh, is available. I, I don't think
2: any of these are like full price seventy dollars things right now. I think mm. they're all like fifty or less that we've mentioned.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Ultra and and again, like a few times on the show, like I've like just kind of looked stuff up as we're doing stuff. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, why is this $200? But it's not actually selling, it's just a crazy person. But the first listing I came up with for Ultra Street Fighter is on Amazon, ninety eight 2 left in stock. I'm sure <laughs> it's probably sealed. You can do so much better. Yeah, I mean, it's probably yeah. sealed or something. Even sealed, but... you can do so much yeah, yeah, yeah. better. Uh... I'd yeah. say it's probably no, a am dollars $30 I'll... game.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward, to, to be honest, to, uh, uh, to kind of, Especially bringing uh, Marvel up to the kids and seeing, like, hey, like, does this look like something we'd want to get in there? So, Show them the trailers. Yeah, They're really good trailers. Yeah. So I, I certainly appreciate the effort you guys put into uh, curating these lists here. You guys uh, should uh, work for limited run uh, <laughs> once uh, some of these things uh, get out of print here. Um, so uh, before we kind of wrap it up, is there any uh, thing you wanted to mention real quick about uh, just – a game that you really like, even yeah. if it's not something you'd recommend. I, you I recommend got a, a or... bunch of
2: honorable mentions I'd still yeah. like to throw out really quick. Um, yeah, are report. you familiar with Cadence of Hyrule?
0: Uh, j- by name only. I don't know anything about Do it. Do you know
2: Crypt of the Necrodancer?
0: Yes, okay, played it. So this is the exact same guys doing the exact oh. same
2: game, but with a Zelda coat of paint over it i didn't know that's what it was so they've remixed zelda songs they sound amazing (laughs) and and you're jumping around like slashing at Octorots and and, uh bokoblins and crap like that and it's super okay yeah i did not know that's what it was yeah so i'd check that one out um definitely um adam will kill me if i don't tell you how great golf story is and it is really really great
0: When you guys were talking in the chat the other day, I like... Because I remembered you guys talking about it ages ago, and him talking about it ages ago. I looked it up, like, you know, some reviews and some videos, and everything I've seen on it, it looks so charming and so unique, and, like it really is like an art like it's not a golf game it's like an rpg kind of like disguised as a golf game yeah. and it just looks interesting enough that i'd have to give it a try Th- some this point.
2: this just bonkers story that takes place like through a golf course it is so funny it's like <laughs> kind of earthbound where everything's like somewhat set in reality but there's like crazy stuff that happens within that yeah. um yeah it's it's really 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 fun uh the cool. Links awakening remake if you like Links awakening like you you really can't go wrong with it. It's yeah, gorgeous.
0: It's been on my list for a while. I have uh yeah, have not played it, so it's on the list. Um, have your kids ever played one of the Mario Maker games? They love we so we have Mario Maker two. The okay. kids love it. Good. That's it's what I was not, gonna say. Yeah, I mean and it it definitely deserves a mention. And I really, really thought it would we'd fall into this routine where like they would make a level and then like I'd try to beat it. Because I've heard, like, you know, parents doing that with yeah, their kids and having fun. Long. And then, yeah. yep. So, like, I've had them try to make levels, and then they hand it to me, and they make something that is absolutely impossible because they just think it's funny. Yeah. When, like, they hand me the controller, and then, like, 9,000 oversized bullets, like, come in and kill me, And they just laugh their heads off. And I'm like, listen, it's funny. You're right, it's funny. But if you're going to have me play a level it has to be something that you can finish. So that kind of like slowed their <laughs> their progress down on that. But yeah, it's a lot great great fun.
2: Um did you play Captain Toad
0: when it was on the Wii U? Ju- not on the Wii U. Uh played the uh the demo uh Treasure Tracker demo. Yeah. um with the kids and loved it. Never played the full game. It is amazing. It just keeps getting better. Like it's so fun and clever uh, you can
2: like explore these little they're like small levels but they've got yeah. all these little hidden nooks and crannies and puzzles yeah them.
0: yeah and you would figure even on the demo level you would figure okay like once i like spin the whole thing around i'll kind of i'll be able to figure it out and like they they find yeah. ways of yeah cool. yeah
2: yeah that one definitely um and i just want to mention um i was going through a list of stuff that's coming up and and there's actually a lot of really cool stuff like i know you're looking forward to Skyward sword Uh, Bayonetta three we mentioned. You're a Metroid guy. Metroid Prime four still, you know, coming at some point. We don't know when yet. Yeah. Um, You mentioned Mario Golf. uh, Super Rush looks pretty fun, and it does. It It does.
0: Yeah. the The trailer looks awesome, especially because the kids love anything that's just like bonkers, like crazy. Lots of crap going on. So that mode that it just showed, like you know, hit the ball, run, run, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they would really like that. Um, your
2: boys are super Pokemon nuts right now. There's lots of Pokemon stuff coming out. Uh, they're remaking Diamond and Pearl, uh, which, you know, whatever, but Pokemon Legends looks like they're taking Pokemon and Breath of the Wild and kind of pushing them together. So there's going to be a lot more exploration and like you can jump around and you literally throw your Pokeball things. It's not like turn-based menus, like the old Pokemon Uh stuff. Uh-huh. So I think that one might like bridge your two worlds
0: where you can get more into Pokemon with your kids. And they... I knew about the remakes and I knew about, what's it called? New, new snap, new, or new snap. Yeah. New snap. Yeah. But I didn't know about this, uh, this other one you yeah, just mentioned.
2: Uh, Pokemon legends Arceus. They, they just announced it about a month ago. Um, check out the trailer. I think you'll, you'll be impressed. Like you'll be impressed. Not, not necessarily mm. kids um and and story-wise it takes place prior to every other pokemon game so the technology is like the balls are made of wood and they have like a steel latch on them and stuff like it's kind of steampunky looking it's kind of neat Mm. um i was also going to bring up new pokemon snap because if you ever played the original it is so good like you don't have to like or know a thing about pokemon and it is a fun on rail shooter
0: Okay. Yeah. Never, never played it. Um, uh, didn't really honestly know, like I, like I worked at gaming stores when it was out. So I sold copies to people just not being a Pokemon guy, like didn't know what the deal was. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like didn't know a thing about it.
2: You, you're on rails to the level and you can manipulate Pokemon by throwing like food or playing a flute or things. I'm sure they'll add new stuff to the new one. Um, so you want to get them happy or dancing or doing a cool move and then take their picture. Cause that's worth more points at the end of the level when you're developing all your pictures. Um, it's super fun. Uh, it's like a, like a nonviolent rail shooter, like just, mm. just the best. Um, when we were doing like
0: one, the, like one of those, like Jurassic park or halo, like where you're just sitting in like the vehicle, totally just exactly
2: yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. So when we used to do the events at the big conventions, they had here when, when those were allowed, um, we'd always do that do a big gaming gauntlet and we'd have people play a whole bunch of different genres of games and we'd invite yeah. the like top players back to compete on something head to head. And yeah, yeah. for a finals like three <laughs> years ago, we, we didn't tell anybody what any of the finals games were. And then, so they were all big reveals and we, we put Pokemon Snap on this huge projector and the entire room, even the people that weren't like involved in this at all, that were just walking by and saw it, just, exploded and we've <laughs> never had that many people watch the finals like there it was so fun and it was literally a guy going through a level and trying to like get the best pictures of pokemon that he could and everyone <laughs> was eating it up it was so much fun but that, that I, I is think, really cool i think you and your kids could like that one uh splatoon 3 is still coming out um there's no mm. set and like you mentioned you like shooters i was going to bring up splatoon but just didn't for lack of time Any of the Splatoon games are worth trying out if you haven't played them. They're post apocalyptic, futuristic, they're all (laughs) all the little creatures. You'll love all this stuff. Uh, Arena shooter, Um, the the single player campaigns are surprisingly fun and interesting.
0: I mean, so the one and one thing that always and again coming from someone who's never played uh, a Splatoon game besides like watching like someone like play a demo or like at like uh, uh you know someone else play the game, it just I, I probably don't know enough about the depth of the game if there is more depth than I'm seeing. It just looks like you're trying to get more of your paint on the world than the other guy. So it just looks Sick. like a constant. You know, so you're th- just that
2: is the goal, but that's like saying uh, like Quakes just about killing more people. At the end. Like, mm-hmm. there's obviously more to it. So right. I, don't, I don't know if you've seen like when you've covered an area in your paint, you can swim through it, and you're like five times faster than you are just running, and mm-hmm. you've got different weapons. Like you've got a whole paint roller that is like huge massive area but only for a short distance you've got ones Mm -hmm. that like shoot like a huge spray and then cover a long line across the field like there's a whole bunch of different ways how the weapons interact with the level and the other characters and being Mm -hmm. able to swim like if you paint up a wall then you can swim up the wall and you're on top of a peak and now you can snipe people from the roof Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so much depth to that game both with the movement and the weapons. And and that's just talking about the multiplayer. Like the single player is like a really fun, like puzzle game almost. Like where they give you all these weird things to do with paint and, uh, and trying and to platform like combine together that are really interesting.
0: So the campaign isn't just like arena combat versus bots. Almost never. No. Okay.
2: It's it's like you've got to figure out how to get to the end of the level, and there's like. And you have like a finite between, amount
0: of uh, uh, of resources or paint or like weapons or whatever. Like
2: no, like everything recharges. Like you just you okay. just got to figure it out. You got time and resources. So, yeah, okay. solve the puzzle. Yeah,
0: all right. um, yeah. No, I, I, because I, I, I wouldn't have thought of you know that campaign being anything besides like all right, do the thing. Like almost like almost like a like a twisted metal. Sure. Like, no, it's uh,
2: nothing like that at all. Okay. No. How dare you talk about <laughs> twisted
0: metal like that? <laughs> I wanted to bring up twisted metal <laughs> after your uh, your uh, uh, impressive uh, uh, show last time. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, I like I, I guess I would just have assumed that like uh, like most games that like the single player is just you know the same thing you do in multiplayer. I, I kind of assumed that too,
2: but then I was watching my son play it. Uh, we actually got it. When, Splatoon 2, when we were with you guys at the nintendo store in new york and he played it uh, I, the whole I bought that shirt. way back and uh like i kept peeking over to see his unit and like he was doing these really cool levels i'm like you gotta let me try yeah. this a little bit and it's so much fun. <laughs> it's really good cool uh breath of the wild 2 still coming out mm. and i saved the best for last shin megami tensei 5 <laughs> still on the horizon
0: <laughs> yes. Yep. So, yeah, now, so yeah you, you mentioned uh, metroid prime which i'm definitely on board for uh as much as i really 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 like uh og metroid super metroid i love zero mission it might it might yeah, be my favorite i really played a. Cool. it's one of the only like metroid games that like i'm not really like a speed run guy or like oh uh, here's like a you know a hundred percent run here's a you know, less than 15% run, like all these different ways you can do it. That's one of the only games that like I would like play and beat and then like play it the next day and then play it the next day and then try it a different way the next time. Like just something about it, like really, really clicked with me. Um, so as much as I was into like all those, I played Metroid Prime. I have Metroid Prime 2 and 3. Because I have the trilogy for the original Wii, yeah. I haven't played two and three yet though. So um, I think I have some time before four comes out. I don't know if I really need you to, do. but it's like one of those things that I've you know just kind of wanted to play two and three. Three for a while. is really good as well. is, mm-hmm. like not bad, but I just I think it's yeah. maybe the weakest one out of the trilogy. I, and I've heard that too. Yeah, I've heard Corruption is awesome. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting through those. So. Yeah. Very cool. That's all I have. Awesome. Cool. Chris, did you have any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, there's got to be some other version of Street Fighter on the system that we haven't mentioned. I've got a few. I don't have as,
1: as many as, sure. as Kelsey did. A um, few of these, I think, may appeal to you, and then and, and some of them are just general. Um, first off, I strategy. I know you like strategy games. Um, we've I've talked about it. I think Kelsey's talked about it. You should really download that Project Triangle strategy demo. See if it, try yeah, it out. Yeah. See if it scratches an itch for you because I enjoyed it. It was a good strategy title and it's a free demo. So, you know, and it's short, like two levels. I think it's two battles, basically. It's
2: short. It's like a two hour demo.
1: Well, but I mean, it's like two battles. <laughs> There's not yeah. a lot to it. So you get a, a pretty good idea pretty quick. So give that one a shot. Um, the other thing I would mention is, uh, I think you can order it now or soon, but, um, we already know No More Heroes 3 is coming. I know if you've not played any of that series, play, yeah. um, no, no More Heroes 1 and 2 is coming out from Limited Run Games. Um, the pseudo-sequel to 2, the side game, is already out on Switch, Switch exclusive. So, you know, if you want wacky, silly, oh, yeah. fun action stories,
0: yeah. I I did play... I owned No More Heroes yeah. One, um, you know, back in the Wii days because uh it wasn't quite when I didn't have to pay rent. Um I, I've made I've made the joke and the observation a lot that like, you know, before you have to pay rent you buy so many brand new games. Because like what else am I gonna do with these sixty dollars? And then when you start paying like rent mortgage bills, it's like oh we can let's be more selective. But yeah, I remember, you know, living at my parents' house, working retail and then No More Heroes came out and somebody just mentioned, Hey, I hear this game's wacky. I was like, Alright, I will buy it. <laughs> so, um, I remember uh and I remember I think someone said you know what the first, someone told me what the first spoken word in the game is? And I was like, That can't be the first <laughs> word that's spoken in the game yeah, much. <laughs> And it was. So uh and then obviously, you know, just all the wacky, <laughs> you know, things you do with the remote, like it's just it like wacky's the yeah. word, you know. So um Uh, It's definitely got its own, you know, style, its own feel. Um, uh, And, yeah, if you're in the mood for something, like, bonkers like that, I could see, uh, you know, going that direction. I didn't play 2, so... You can do that now. uh, We'll see if that, uh... The mid-runs right now got a combo on for both 1 and 2 on the Switch. uh, So I I gotta see if maybe uh, one of my 1400s can (laughs) hook me up. Um... Beyond that, I would say um, I know
1: you're not a big shoot 'em up kind of fan, but there's some really good mm-hmm. collections that are Switch exclusives. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can't go without saying a few of these. One of them uh, is the Aleste collection. So, that came out recently that has um, the Aleste games on it and a brand new Game Gear Aleste 3 game that they M2 made just for this release. So those are really awesome compile shooters from back in the day. A lot of fun. So um recommend that. There's the Psycheo Shooting Stars games. So It has, like, tons of these Psycheo arcade shooters that are tons of fun to play. They're really good. Um, and then the Darius Cosmic Collection. There's a Darius Collection that's on there. And there's more. But there's, like, a lot of these. For some reason, the Switch has kind of just become home to a lot of these shooters so um you know i if that's something that ever at least you want to play a little bit of it you got a lot of great choices to pick from
0: on the system so i'll be honest i'm not in the scene yeah. so uh if that is how you pronounce that game that is news to me uh darius that's how i pronounce uh, it but okay yeah well you are my uh, uh japanese pronunciation I, no, I don't trust me for any of that <laughs> I don't think it's like
1: Darius Rucker,
0: so <laughs> that is exactly how I would have said it. Some um, people so, may it. So item. when when you started mentioning shooters, I've heard that from people, and even the same thing, not being in the scene, I've heard that it's a a bit of a treasure trove. Yeah. Uh, pun definitely intended uh, of uh, of shooters. And I will just mention real quick, even though I'm not like a shmup guy for the Wii. I remember like there was like a, a bargain bin somewhere, and I picked this game up, and it was five dollars. And I did like a quick search on my phone, and I was like, "Is this supposed to be good?" And someone was like, "Like not like it's good, but you have to play it with motion controls. It's like better than playing it like without motion controls." So I'm like, oh, "That sounds kind of weird." And it was Sin and Punishment. Oh, okay. Whoa. Sin and Punishment yeah. too.
2: That game's amazing.
0: So bought Sincere. it for bought it for five bucks yeah. and played it, and it was surprising. That game got good. so cheap um, for
1: a while for some reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what
2: happened. We to had it, a so. copy here at our Walmart for $80. <laughs> no, no other game was $80, and it was there like well into the Wii U era for like yeah. ever. They just wouldn't change the price on that one game. Yeah. They didn't even stock Wii games <laughs> other than that one game. It was so weird. You know so what
0: weird. we You know what we had? We had a, it was like an electronics store. I don't even remember what it was, but it had this copy of um Donkey Kong 64. It was 79.99 forever. And like all other games were like dropping all around it, but there was that still that like top shelf cop- copy of Donkey Kong sixty four for eighty bucks and it came it, with an like, the sponsor pack. You can't drop that. You get yeah, right. an pack in there. And like the store went out of business. <laughs> like I think they like I think they like took the game down with them. <laughs>
1: it's a liquidator somewhere.
0: Right. So yeah, but this this was a lot of fun. This is really cool. Nice. So uh well, thank you guys for uh, uh, bringing me some uh, really choice quality recommendations there. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank our Patreons again. If you uh, want to join up and get in the Discord, ask us questions, suggest topics, read some Batman, um, it's patreon.com slash collectorcast. If you want to find the show, uh, uh, collectorcast.com, rfgeneration.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, Bill McGee. Uh, at bill mcgee and uh uh, kelsey where can the guys find you on twitter at kelsey polnick all right and uh uh, while i got you uh uh talking about yourself can you give us an update how close are we to uh uh the uh, kickstarter being a reality they just hit it yesterday like right at the end of the day and there's still three days left
2: so it's a awesome i'm very excited
0: yeah, that's going to be great. So yeah, I'm uh, very happy that that uh, came. From. I, I saw you uh, with the, kind of uh, talking about the status of that. Yeah, on it was like 95. So.
2: Like I, it got a good start. I wasn't worried it was going to make it, but it's still, right. still nice to see. I think one of the guys that's writing or doing art for it, uh, his mom like literally was like, "You're one person away. I'm going to do this." To <laughs> on <that one." laughs> that's Go,
0: great. mom. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I, oh, I remember like even you know, like uh, doing the expo. And then, like, you know, like, my, like, parents and my sister and my brother-in-law showed up. And I'm like, oh, no, like, I'll get you guys in. They're like, no, I'm paying. It's my brother's show. You know, like, they, they always want to put <laughs> the support so in, which is weird. awesome. So uh, uh, anything else coming up uh, uh, writing-wise? Uh, that's the only big project you're working on.
2: That's the big one. So I, I put a couple other things in the back burner. So you awesome. may
1: still have a day or so to back it, right, by the time this comes out. So it's, what, lock on? Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, with, with how, yeah. with how quick an editor you are, yeah. So Kickstarter.com and just search for Lock On. Yeah. Best way to find it. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this uh, we, you should still have a day or two by the time I, I know out. Bill's
2: excited to read more about twisted metal, so he can get those false uh, ideas he's got out of his head. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, right? Is there, is there a chapter <laughs> on uh, just, uh, you know, how much Splatoon influenced Twisted Metal? <laughs> yes, or... <laughs> the, the single-fire campaign especially. So, uh, all right, and Chris uh, is usually uh, the one of us who's uh, manning that collector CollectorCast uh, Twitter account. Uh, Chris, is that the best place to find Absolutely.
1: you? Absolutely. Um, I'll post show stuff there. I do post the uh, show stuff on Facebook, although that's about all I-Facebook. Um, and yeah, you'll uh, send me a tweet. I'll, I post some junk there just to keep that moving and chit chat with people. But, uh, ask him how to properly pronounce your favorite shoot 'em up. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd ask me that. Somebody can tell me a good (laughs) CGA to VGA solution though. I would really appreciate it.
0: (laughs) So I was going to say, um, uh, I might be Facebooking a little bit less in these coming days, uh, after news of the latest, uh, uh what do you call it um uh information leak oh i don't know i
1: don't i didn't see I yeah there, there
0: was just a there was just a fairly big one that was announced maybe just like an hour before the oh show, so fun i don't want to i don't want to say you know too much since i haven't read too much about it but it was big enough where it was like if you have a facebook account your phone number's probably been leaked <laughs> oh that's exciting so the robo have gotten pretty bad in recent uh, weeks and months, so there's no reason to suspect they'll get any better. So, all right. Uh, but that was a good show, you guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time.